0: Are you a brewhead? head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brewhead? head? I'm a brewhead. head. Y'all a brewheads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer, we, we can do, do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode six of our adjunct series, quarantine edition here on BOS. This evening, I'm joined once again by my glorious partner in everything, Tiffany Alexis.
1: Hello, everybody. You
0: are just uh, like, you're the official co-host now. It's yeah, just,
1: seriously, right? It's just, I'm just taking over everybody else. Right, you're just like yes.
0: coming through. and It's my time. Uh, time. It is, my, my time. my now. time. My time. My podcast. So tonight, guys, uh, this is our third Skype podcast uh, of this series, so 50%. Of, our
1: <laughs> of the podcast, have
0: been. our Skype guests, and three of them have been my closest friends in the beer game, which is uh, an intentional thing. Yeah, uh, it's been very cool to be able to do this now, and uh, now all of my kind of OCD and your know, reasons for not doing this type of stuff in the past have pa- have have passed. It doesn't matter anymore because it's a whole down. new world.
1: We wore him down, guys.
0: You wore me down. And now it's cool. Now I just have an excuse to, like, just talk to my friends and other cool-ass people and beer. So, uh, you guys might have heard... You knew that? Yeah, there you go. Uh, this young man on, I think, episode 95 for Lactocalypse, one of my favorite episodes. And And, one of the top episodes, no? Uh, yes, this is the top three episode of all time. There you go. And episode 55. They can't hear you yet. (laughs) I think. Uh... (laughs) They are really your. Well, I can't see you yet because I don't have you on the screen. Either. Noah is also talking to me, so people might think I'm crazy. If, I guess we'll find out in just post not like you're if to this nobody. works. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to bring him in. This is Noah Forrest from Beerism. brother. Welcome.
2: How's we it again? going?
0: Good man. How are you?
2: I'm doing all right.
0: I'm doing what, all right. What a pleasure. What a look at you, mate. Look at you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, just white blokes with beards and glasses. I love it. Well, that's why I'm here. To balance <laughs> that's why Tiff's here me. because otherwise it's like It's well, too much too much craft so much beer, you know. Hair um thanks for hanging out bro you haven't done this for a little shit. bit of time yeah it was last um the last one was july was it last year or was it the year before i think like it was the year before, before. fucking hell at your place in um il perro by oh, yeah, the pools right pool
1: times and stuff like that yeah. and
0: uh that was a good time so this is like any excuse to, to hang out we're gonna be talking all sorts of nonsense tonight they are not ready for this
2: no lactose tonight or maybe, who knows? Mm, I, I don't have any. Do you? Oh, there's always. There's, there's, yeah. I mean,
0: I mean, do I have any? I guess so, but that's not the plan. What are you drinking right now? You can have the big one.
2: Thank you. Um, well, I grabbed a uh, Tab from Felm. Oh, I, I still have that one left. How's that looking? Yep. Good? It's nice. It's yep. a 4%, you know, easy drinking Belgian yeast forward. Is it like Delicious um?
0: Beer. Do you remember when we hung out at? I want to. It was vice versa before episode fifty-five. So this is going back, and we went to. Uh, you said you have to have the bieta tub from Dunham. Is it similar? Um, yeah. Is it similar to that? Because that was one of my first ones of that style.
2: Um, I think that one's a bit unique. Um, okay. Yeah, they, they they have such a particular yeast strain at Dunham, and they use a lot of like these bread. No, Dunham. Very know. wild. Not... Okay. And that particular one they kinda of blended with like um with a sour beer as well, I believe. So it had like right. a tartness. Whereas in this one here is not as much up your alley. It's more like a Belgian-y? A Be- a Belgian pale ale or a kind of style, but uh much. Better. It's then- like a four percent crusher kinda of
0: thing. Okay. So like phenolic and, and such or?
2: Yes. yes, very, very, very much.
0: Okay. That's, yeah, definitely not my steez. Uh, we are starting with this one here. This is Nick. Oh, is it going to do it, right? Oh, I have yeah, to block our faces. Um, Nickelbrook's have- cause and effect. We had a, I was just telling Noah before, we did a, uh, it's called a Night with Nickelbrook tonight. They had a beer event, like a online beer event. So people dialed in via Zoom, a couple hundred people, um, and they purchased a six-pack of Nickelbrook and they had the head brewer Ben and another bloke talk through all their beers. So we did that a little earlier. So I've still, we they gave us little sampling cups. So if you saw that on our Instagram, we're not being weird and not wanting to wash our dishes. As no, Noah, Noah thought.
1: I thought we were just very lazy and didn't oh, look, want to I use I respect that. That's
0: what I would Honestly, think too. I
1: have seen some people and I'm like, why are you using yeah, plastic really? plates at your house on a regular Tuesday? Yeah. Like, or like the,
0: the,
2: um, the what do you call it? Or the, the red paper cups. plates. The ones, or to, like the or
0: red, cups. red yeah. cups. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus it's Christ. That's very man. bizarre. Yeah.
2: Way too fancy for that. So, so like, It's crazy to do it if it's, if it's just you, but <laughs> even if you have like three, three friends over, is it really necessary? No, it know.
1: definitely isn't. When we
0: did our tasting in January, how many glass, glasses did we have? Real glasses. That was ridiculous.
2: Oh, oh the, the goose? The goose um, tasting. Yeah, probably about 50 or 60. At least, right? There was four of us, yeah. and
0: we did a... I'll just it here because of the buzz. Um, we did a tasting at uh, Noah's friend Derek... It was Noah, myself, and Matt from Fox um, and Hops, and God, it we got dangerous. We did th- uh, thirteen different goods blind. So then there was yeah. thirteen glasses times four just to begin with, uh, and then we just did like a, essentially a bottle share or a can share after that. Um, I've he doesn't um, have a dishwasher, so we had to do them all by hand. Eh? Yeah. Would you put those copper glasses in a dishwasher, though? Wouldn't they, like... On a night yeah. like
2: that? Yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I can see what happens. And I I put my, like, the crystal stemmed? glasses in those nights. And, and it's fine? Um, yeah, it's... It, honestly, the, the only issue I ever have in the dishwasher is putting it in or taking it out. Like, if you angle it even a little bit and it's, like, up against something, it'll just, like, crack. Ooh. Or if it has decals on it, over time it'll start chipping off. But otherwise... It's not so bad.
3: Interesting.
0: We don't have a dishwasher, so I I don't mind washing glasses and I tend to do things as I go. So it's not like sometimes at the end of the night, there's a bunch, but it's not like there's like 30 or anything. So it's it's just not that serious. Um, Yeah. But that night was dangerous. Like I never vomited so hard. Like I don't think ever. And I got a cold from it. After I it woke up so and like,
1: <laughs> I like,
0: ah! no, but but like, was like, what was, is going on? I've never like, actually thought,
1: heard someone like, it sounded like the fucking zombie apocalypse was happening or something. On it, was me. Bad. Yeah, it was It was terrifying. I think I didn't <laughs> yeah, eat. I just, cause I woke up from it. I was just like, what the fuck and is you going you sleep on? Quite deep. And usually I sleep, I deep yeah. sleep. And you're like, you're yeah, good. You're just like, I was like, oh, the goods fucked you up. Baby. Yeah.
0: Then, it was, yeah. I think it was, I don't know if it was not eating enough or just mixing that. Were you guys
1: eating? Yeah. Did you guys eat? Yeah. made a dinner oh okay. it was
0: uh, like a rice and um some some shit in it like it
2: was rice and i had t- sausages with sausages, and sausages rice oh because it
1: was like carb stuff. heavy like you got some and i
2: had carbs. two oh, yeah, yeah we had like six baguettes and loads oh, of cheese and other things Chips Yeah, we, we, I stuff. Would make sure to stockpile and that's like yeah that. i went pretty still hard with thoughts.
0: eating i i was the only one who had two servings of dinner and i still was sick and i think it was just i don't know maybe it was the yeast uh, I don't know, but if it was only me, maybe. It, just because, like, there's so many different styles. Mm-hmm. Age stuff and, like, you know, like, whatever. From the, the good stuff, we had crispies and haze and, and pastry stouts. Yeah. And, like, you name it, we we had it. So I, I don't know. What, That's we, my in my theory.
2: experience, those nights can always get a little hard on the system. Because mm-hmm. you're you're doing these, like, that you, you feel the need to kind of, like, finish everything um, when you have, like – 13 different glasses in front of you and so you tend to like drink them pretty quick too Mm. and then you know different beers in between and then mixing all that like sour with you know 14 percent stouts and a bunch of ipas and yeah it 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 messes you up the next day i've done it a few times and i've i've luckily never been the sick one but there's always one person who gets sick really eh? damn it i
0: wish i knew that before (laughs) (laughs)
2: ridiculous (laughs) we're grown men but
0: yeah yeah that's what kind of pissed me off because I was like, man, I like I really should not be
1: like, damn, I'm doing this anymore. Like, how old are you? Thirty
0: nine. Hey, you have to talk about that, but like, <laughs> yes. you know, we're both old <laughs> bastards. We're old enough to know better. And I, yeah, I guess it's just you know what that's the thing with beer. Sometimes you just uh, I kind of turned me off doing them because I like them. Like, I, enjoyed, I had a great night, though. That was the problem. Like, yeah. I had a, a lot of fun. I learned a lot about different goods you guys are really teaching us. You know, Matt and I are coming in there, the kind of noobs to this type of evening. Like, we'd, I'd only done one or two like this. And um, he hadn't done anything. Plus, I'd never right. tasted tasted that many goods before. So it was, like, really, really enlightening to, to like, I don't know, just we'll See be a the part differences of it. and yeah.
2: quality and, and doing it blind. I don't think I've ever really done a blind tasting of that magnitude. Mm. uh even close no so it was it was it was nice for me it was like validating a bit because me and derek were pretty much on the same page for almost everything mm. um and you never know with that stuff because you're like oh is this the best because it's got you know it's got the wrap then you're looking at the label while you're drinking it or is it the best because you think it's the best or that kind of thing so i'd like to do that with with more beers you know yeah. it'd be fun to do that with ipas but that's really challenging because you have to get them all fresh and can't collect them and then just do yeah. it so and it has to your- be
0: yeah totally stout. i guess because we talked about doing it with the haze only because that night we had a bunch of haze we had some stuff we had bar canada and sir john misorum um yeah. i think we had some other stuff too like fuck man like, oh we had some brewski i think other bloke came yeah. through with so we could have done it but it was like do we want to like do all these dishes and then like it's actually quite a task to make sure that four people don't know what they're drinking. Like the way it's th- laborious,
2: man, and even yeah. even the tasting is. And that was, for me, that was the one that was on the lower alcohol scale. All the ones I've done previously were really high ABV beers. You did Peché, Peche, right? So yeah, I did Peché. I've I've always done Zud Ciel One, so I've done Peché. I've done uh, Sostes Divers and Equal Ducks de Printemps. So one's like a Scotch Ale, one's a Barley Wine, and one's a Pesce, the Imperial Stout. Right. And like, it's fun, but it's also kind of tiring.
3: And like, when
2: you're halfway through it, you're just like, I don't even want to drink anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and there's always one or two people and, and it's that like, refuse to just dump it or just not finish their glasses. And those are the guys that usually end up getting sick. I Interesting. The first few times I did it, like my friend TJ... Because he's like a kid in a candy store and a lot. I mean, we all are, but him in particular, he was just so excited by it all. He's like, you can't not finish these glasses. So, like, him and another guy were finishing them all. And then I was scrubbing vomit the next morning. Uh, <laughs> in my basement.
3: Uh, uh, so you don't want to be
0: scrubbing other vomit. Yeah. And also, yeah. they have to have the wherewithal. Like, I went to the toilet. Like, you like, uh-oh. You're great with your throw-ups. I'm really good. Like, yeah. I don't just, like, <laughs> mess. I feel
1: like I you're, you're, it doesn't happen often. No, But the two times, it has been...
0: I've done it a few times at home. Oh,
1: really? Like more than twice? Unintentionally, yeah. I I had one time for my birthday, I
0: think, last year or the year before when I had... But
1: these drinks are always messing you up.
0: Yeah, I had like... It was an interesting one. I had a a Jester King that I bought from Texas. This is 2018. So I was excited. I saved that for my birthday. But we also had a Pet Nat from Rosewood, a Petit Naturel wine. And we had those two. That's all I had. I think I had any other beers. Mm -hmm fuck man I would puke my ass off yeah. and I, I think it was just mixing yeasts yeah. that's what I'm starting to, yeah, r- to realize I was the only dude at that tasting though who did not drink all of the goods. I just refused to a lot of them I didn't like some of them were bad I think some of the, oh, the some cool shit
2: were terrible yeah. Um, yeah I don't think any of us finished every one of our glasses no.
0: but and it's just like a style like I didn't realize how much I didn't really care for it it's not like I don't like it I'm just like if it was like lambics where it was fruited or something I certainly would have been more interested but just that oud goose, like there's just not a lot to them like i understand well that's not true there's not a lot that's, to them yeah. but you know what i'm saying like they're, they're very straightforward beers and to have like 13 different ones with very mild differences like uh, i don't know it's just not riveting so i was like yeah fuck it. and i still was the one that was sick so you know what <laughs> you never know uh, i'm about to bust out this next one because i already okay. finished that this is the lost in orbit is it going to work i guess if I has to hit the screen it doesn't work otherwise. Here we are. Lost in Orbit Session IPA from Nickelbrook. Um, I had this a while. Have you had any of their stuff? Like their, like, um, oh, here.
2: I think back in the day, but not in years. No. The only They're stuff I generic. buy off from them yeah. are usually uh, the, the, uh, the stoats and the big stuff.
0: The one we're going to be busting out soon. I'm excited you chose that one because it just uh, happened to be that we did this today. And I was like... <laughs> oh fuck we're drinking all six of these beers today i'm like no do you have any nickelbrook at all and you happen to have some of their stouts and i still had some stouts from a previous package so
2: this Yeah, i even have one of these guys bro uh, 2016 oh you got that yeah. do you know- oh, this was the year that I got really really good and it was yep. also the year that they started getting crazy high ABV, like it's 14.5 jeez um, I think it was right before they they started cracking down on Ontario with the whole eleven nine thing, like they did in Quebec, yeah. because it was a good year there where people were just doing it anyway, even though I think technically they weren't allowed.
0: They didn't care. Ooh, Interesting. Yeah. Um, do you know what's good? If you got twenty sixteen, I have twenty fourteen and twenty seventeen. Fourteen. Yeah, I kept uh, it. I've actually drank it with my brother. I remember
2: we were so home. Like six years-
0: yeah. We were homebrewing at Scott's house, and I bought it. Then that trip went in Toronto that time, and Brad uh, had it, so we drank it there. Uh, That was the only time I think I've ever had it. But I just was like, well, I guess I can age. This was when I had probably like you know ten beers in my cellar, and I just kept it. And then they sent a while ago. They sent the twenty seventeen version, so I was just going to do those two. But if you got that, maybe that's something we can look at. I know we've got a few ideas whenever we're could allowed call to... call
1: out for the 2015 one, and then... Uh, yeah,
0: I'm sure we'd be out it sure again. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it'd be 14, 15, 16, 17. That's pretty good. Yeah, That's going to be a lot of beer to drink. And I reckon the 15, if they did it, would also be... You had it's, the 750. The 2017 is a little guy. Is a 375. Yeah, seven,
2: uh, 17, 18, 19. Yeah, they went to 500 mils, which is good. Yeah, it's a small. But they move. still charge the no price. <laughs> did they? They charge the same yeah, price? Yeah. Almost. Wow. I think it, like well, the seven fifties I think were fourteen ninety nine, and now I think the uh, 500s are are like twelve ninety nine or thirteen ninety nine or something
0: like that. I guess that's not so bad because it's sorry I thought it was no, three seven bad. five. It's five hundred, so that's a bit. Is like you yeah. know two thirds of the the way there? That's not bad. Okay. Yeah, no, that's it's still good. a good price
2: compared to other places and stuff. Did you get your stuff in Quebec, or did they send them to you? Uh, I had bought one the sack but they sent me a couple too
0: that's what i thought because i remember you got some uh, I don't yeah know, a little before i did and like you got, but you it got him, i got him, yes you got him through different oh it was like a gift or like a,
2: a well i pack. think he want like he's repping for quebec so he want he asked them to send to me kind of thing
0: oh uh, okay and just get some love okay that's good of him i saw that he's opening like this weekend or something third moon oh is really opening. yeah
2: I don't know how they're Oh, not do it. Evo, Sorry, pivo. Um, oh,
0: importation pivo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my yes, bad. Sorry, sorry. That's what I thought. Sorry. Um, I remember you were saying that, and you got the cuvee and that black, the the gold, something in gold. It's called. I have. Yeah. That.
2: I forgot what it's called. I have it. Too. I haven't tried it yet. Another have I'm curious. The cuvee. I remember having that years ago. It was really good. I'm not big it into like at one. I feel like when there was a time like four years ago, maybe four or five years ago, when um. Like sour and wild, really high B, ABV beers were super popular. Like Bellwoods was doing them, uh, like, um, and then there were a lot of Quebec breweries doing them too. And at the first, I liked them, but now I've kind of lost the taste for them. So whenever I see something that's like eight nine percent and it's supposed to be sour or like barrel aged in whiskey barrels and with bread, I'm just like. Eh, <laughs> Some sometimes it really beer. works, but sometimes I'm just like sour and strong. I don't know. Yeah. it's kind of done with it. Different vibe. Is that what the cuvee was? I've actually kind of forgotten. I thought it. so. It's I think it's like a wild, sour, like 10% Damn. bourbon barrel-aged thing. Hmm. It's been I heard it's, I it's actually not spectacular to be no? honest. No. The f-
0: one that I first had was really good, but it was quite some time years wasn't great, but wasn't that great? could Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Shouts to Steve out there in Brizzy. Killing the game. Oh, you're move it down there? Nice. Oh, yeah, of course. Because they' right Thanks. in your face. You can't see Noah, but we get the comments they are coming up, and you uh, can pop them on the screen. I wish there was a way to share this with... Um, the Skype chat The only person, way yeah. would be... Are you filling her up? Yes, yes.
1: And even so, when you watch it, you're behind when you watch it on YouTube. Versus oh, yeah,
0: because it is. So it wouldn't even make a fucking difference. Yeah. All right. So we have a bunch of stuff to go on about today. Um, so let's get right into it. So one thing that you said... We have, okay, so we've talked about this before, but basically, if people don't know, we, Noah, myself, Chris, and Max from Hubs and Bros, and Nathan from Nathan Does Beer, have a group chat and we talk shit all day about beer and stuff in there. One question, I don't remember how it came up, but I think it was you who said it, correct me if I'm wrong, was Has Quebec finally eclipsed Ontario in, I guess, multiple tiers of their uh, offerings of craft beer? Is that what, what, is that an accurate? description i think
2: i actually stole it from a friend of mine but basically i think i said that um quebec finally is above ontario with regard to new england ipa specifically okay or maybe ips in general I guess,
0: yeah a specific and i think okay so we're taking it further and just being like overall has has quebec or do we want to stick to the ipa thing
2: well i, I mean i don't know. i live here so i'm biased but I, I guess i've always felt like we had a leg up in a lot of things especially like anything wild Barrel aged mm-hmm. um, stuff, and that's true. Though we've always had amazing stouts, and you know, we we have Dude cl and Denham, and, and like just these really amazing breweries. So I've I've never thought of us less than anything, but I feel like there was a time when Ontario was like doing Vermont style IPAs, and then going into the New England thing, okay and we weren't as much, or the ones we were doing were kind of meh, and now uh in the last I think you said it last 18 months or so it's been kind of we're just bombarded by uh fantastic or at least very adequate um new england ipas where we can go and get them pretty much anytime we want it's not like an event so much unless you want to go to like misorum and, and stuff like that
3: right in Ontario,
2: say- or even, even if you look at like ottawa yeah sorry to cut you off no, um,
3: no,
2: no. i feel like when when um what is it aromatherapy came out yeah that was kind of a big deal like we didn't have anything quite as good as that here or at least not like that um that was the one style
0: i think yeah and
2: and they're doing a bunch of uh, of um other new england styles that are quite good but i feel like they haven't gone as you know gone quite as quickly as as we have in the last beer or so, like you said. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something we, we, uh, I think we talk about it. Well, it was now.
1: actually in the last episode with Chris, what I was saying is that I actually feel like Quebec is a better beer destination. Yes. So if you think about travel, like in Quebec, you can get this full trajectory of like different style or like full, just a different set of beers where like, you're not going to get, as many when you visit Ontario because Quebec has this like history behind them of perfecting so many traditional styles and then now attacking the new styles and killing the new styles now. So that just means you're likely you're not gonna get a DDCL or a Dunham. There's no equivalent in Ontario at all. So if yeah. you sorry, oh, really? forgive me if you want no, to say somebody is No this is a
0: subjective conversation of course but it's like...
1: subjective but it's like Dunham these these guys have been tackling this style of beer for so long i feel like quebec has a history in having done traditional styles so well and then now it took them a while but they got to the point where now they started creating this incredible hazy new beers and all this type of stuff so i feel mm. like in terms of a destination if you were a beer drinker and wanted to come to canada yeah and you had one place to go you'd be better served going to quebec to get great styles in all categories because i don't know who you would really say Makes beers like Dunham does in Ontario.
0: I think that's a really valid point, point. and this is why I'm this is why I enjoyed this conversation. Now, because typically, we have been for those who have been watching or listening for for a while, we were pretty much Ontario centric for the first couple of years. We barely touched on Quebec, and mm-hmm. then we started getting more into Quebec stuff. Um, and it was just. Ontario is like, great.
1: I love Ontario. No, this is not a shit I'm talk. This is just about like the a, wide range that you can get. Really. Yes.
0: Yeah. So I, I guess trying to position it that mm. way, we used to almost exclusively drink Ontario beer because I like know you are the one who actually I think I've talked about this before, but you're the one who schooled me on New England IPAs and and how you had to drink them fresh. And I was like, what do you mean it needs to be a week or two old? Like that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that until you told me for the, the very first verses I did, which, funnily enough, was aromatherapy. Um, you told me to get La Trois Muscatea IPA, which I bought warm on a shelf from a shitty depth that I never go to anymore. <laughs> and I did something else that also that's wasn't a damn. New England IPA. I forgot what it was. Um, so like, Ontario. yeah. Oh, and is that your verses? Yeah, whatever the first I one remember, was. I remember,
1: because then Noah shied on you.
0: Yeah, no. Well, like,
1: <laughs> and that's when you learned. Oh, no, you were just like, no, you told oh, what? Me to do you it can't beforehand. have what like, You learned about the IPA. and all the stuff. Like yeah. That.
0: But I was like, dude, I was giving you shit because I was like, this is not a New England IPA, this, um, uh, it wasn't really hazy, it wasn't bright and tropical, but you're like, yeah, but look at the date, it was old, and I told you I bought it off a shelf, and you're like, yeah, see, so they just killed the beer, yeah. um, which I didn't know at the time, so, I found that Quebec was always behind, and being that someone who drank mostly Ontario beer, because they, they seemed to like tackle what my palate was more, not that I didn't appreciate Quebec for those things, like, farmhouse, and, and like you said, wild ale, sours, barrel aged, anything, um, here Quebec just dominated and I know Ontario people, uh, beer drinkers love coming to Quebec for that stuff because it was yeah. the they it, those were the ones if you got a special thing in the LCBO it was a Dunham or, or a Judicial or something like that and whenever people came here they would come back when Quebec was only really doing bottles because Quebec is behind in a lot of things um, but they certainly were not behind in those styles so
1: Was it this one where you did Juicin, Toi Mesquite? Juicin, that was the one. Beyond the Pill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah,
0: I didn't think I even had it for that. Yeah. Yeah. And then when was that, 2017?
1: 2017.
0: April 2017? Yeah. Jesus. Oh, but we filmed it before. And that's when you
1: became obsessed with Milk, IPAs being milk.
0: Milky, yeah. Yes, no, Which but
1: other. you said like, oh, you need to have it from the, the thing to the fridge. I oh, milk in that yeah, way, that's fresh. It like, like yeah, yeah, became yeah. a thing where you need to have it fresh. Or yeah, someone
0: just, said it like that. I Noah. Didn't, I didn't, was it Noah? You
1: Noah said told you that it had to be milk and then all of a sudden you became obsessed and you anytime you walk somewhere, you're like, look at that on the shelf. <laughs> <You just can't, laughs> I became a judgmental piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: that's all your fault, <laughs> Do you remember telling me that? <laughs> yeah, I think it was, it was something that Alex from... The told me, or, or well, heard say it once, where, um, you have to treat it like it's it's milk. You know, hmm. it, you, you need to keep it in the fridge. It's right. kind of the bottom line. I need to drink it fresh. I drink it fresh, inspiring.
0: right? So basically, yes. Th- Ontario nailed all the like. Juicin' from Sawdust City came out. I think the end of twenty sixteen. That was the first New England I ever had. I didn't really understand it. We went to Vermont in February twenty seventeen, and I remember we did a podcast with um, Farmhouse Tap and Grill. Justin, shout out to Justin. He's the man. He gave us Hill Farmstead Double Galaxy. That was one of like probably the second New England IPA I ever had, which is pretty insane. I just didn't like. It was a lot to take in. After all these years of an a, an IBU race to get to the hot, like the most bitter beer possible, all of a sudden he gave us this soft, creamy, delicate, well made New England. I was like, what the fuck? Like mm. Casada, sort of, like Juson was great, but it, you know they didn't have the the longevity, of course, that Hill does. So drinking all of that stuff and i was always frustrated i was always sort of bitched about and i was complaining on this podcast for years like fucking montreal someone open up and do something because every yeah. time we want to go out you're here, on
1: record for sure yeah many times, times. <laughs> and
0: no one was doing it it was just it was driving me crazy people would come out of town and they want to go out for being oh, like fuck i'm right, gonna take it like i did not even want to drink like not that i don't want it but if i'm gonna go out i've got all the fire at home i don't really care to go yeah. out so much and then now, like we were talking about, over the last 18 months with Missorum, with Bruski, with Bar Canada being available a lot down here, with mm-hmm. Boreal regularly dropping um Nordest, and other Hayes. Um, well, Le
2: Castor has four regular New Englands now.
0: Right. And that was something they never did.
2: Yeah. Um, you've got, but, I mean, they, I don't think they were ever hmm. against it. I mean, they were the ones who basically put out Quebec's first and best uh, West Coast IPA for yep. – that's – you know, to this day, one yeah. of the better ones here. Yeah. Um. So I think if for them, it was uh, they need to perfect it before they can release it, kind of thing. Like they wanted to do it yeah. slow and proper equipment, I guess, and everything. So eventually, they were able to. I can start canning. I guess was probably a big factor for them too.
0: That's true, because everything was, that was involved. That's the other thing. Yeah, everything was in No, one wasn't doing yeah. an IPA yeah. in bottles. Just weird.
3: Yeah. Um, and I
1: guess that's the thing too. I've just felt like and when you were in Ontario, everything you we were getting were cans. Like you were always like Yeah, here was very stuff to pick cans. up in cans and go to the park and do all this stuff. And like here I was like, jeez, like everything's in a bottle, it's so yeah. like cumbersome or like just uh, It's
0: exactly what it is. It's yeah. just fragile and stuff. Yeah. Um but now yeah, it's it's just like a, a pleasure because I feel like Quebec has finally caught up, but not only have they they've not only caught up, but they've dominated and being someone who um is a, you know, like I'm big on that type of stuff, I, and, and I, I was very vocal about my criticism of what's happening in Quebec because of the traditional stuff is cool and all, but like we have to move forward in the beer world to be able to keep up, whilst retaining the historical styles and the great shit we're doing here. We also have to, you know, move forward. And then with these guys, and we're seeing the Lions all the time. Woodbro, I mean, I know Wood Brothers are based technically on Ontario, but it's really Quebec. Like Quebec. Yeah, it's and, like. No one's driving five and a half hours from Toronto to go there. They're <laughs> driving an hour from Montreal to go there.
2: No, exactly. I, I would imagine most of their business is coming out of
0: Yeah, I asked them about it. It's Rio. mostly, yeah. it's The vast majority is Quebec. So, like, they sell out in, in 20, 30 minutes. Masorum is selling out in 30 minutes with this online system. Bar Canada, I'm told, is an hour or two at most. Um, you know, uh like, getting cleaned out of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, man. It's a special time. I think I would probably be bold enough to say that I think Quebec has eclipsed Ontario overall because I feel like even people like Bellwoods who are exceptional, they've always been my favorite out there. I feel like they're not quite the same level they've been at. We've talked about this. I know you've yeah, an Yeah, it's hard old to tell if,
2: if others have just caught up or if they're slipping in some capacity. But I think Bellwoods is always going to have my respect simply for the fact that they do so many things quite well, mm-hmm. right? Like you have these new guys who are popping up Doing exclusively New England IPAs, and then these smoothie beers or whatever that is, and uh, and like these ultra kind of modern things. Um, whereas in Bellwood's like has always they've always had this amazing barrel program. They do the sour beers exceptionally well. They do wild beers well. Yeah, and and Christie's. big barrel aged stouts like like yeah. Hellwood's is. I've been drinking this for like six years, and this beer has always been. Insane, right? you know? Yeah, I don't know why I'm going on a big uh, Belwinsky. No, i think it's um, But I guess it's they Have always been impressive with with yeah. that regard. But yeah. um, I think what we're seeing more now is is places like Mesorum um, and maybe to a lesser degree Buck Canada, who are really specializing in in that one thing. Yeah, and it's like brewing three things. It's either fruited sour smoothie something, New England IPAs, or big giant. Dessert stouts, yeah, and like that's it, you know. They did, a and there's nothing wrong with that, but that's it, it's yeah. It's interesting,
0: it's yeah. a, it's definitely like a niche, they've niched down on some stuff that they want to make. Um, and yeah, you're right, that
1: makes people really excited, is yeah, kind of what they're going yeah. with, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: like Bellwood's changed the game, you're right, they're still like, I guess, my favorite. I feel like they've definitely. Some of their IPAs, their one-offs haven't really hit the mark. They've been sort of off their classic stuff, yeah. like their Bellwiser Pilsner is one of my favorite Pilsners ever. I fucking love I've that. I've never had it. Oh, it's, I think you would love it, man. Like I did an order I have to, to try and get their uh, – I got their Altogether IPA. It was supposed to arrive tonight and it just didn't arrive. I'm pissed. So I had to order that. I have to send it to a friend in Toronto who then ships it over to me because now nobody's doing that that 401 drive anymore. Um, I've been okay. trying to keep on uh, up on what they do. But all of their one-offs – haven't really hit the mark for the for the most part jelly king is always fire every fruited variant is always fire yeah jelly um, king is it's, it's just killer yeah um all their standard ipas like ghost orchid they just released again um that's always great jutsu is phenomenal yeah. uh you know cat lady i think it could be hit or miss roman candle things like that but they keep um, changing
2: the recipes so much that it's hard to tell what's what anymore anyway
0: yeah and they all kind of blend in but they were the ogs of all this type of stuff yeah Um, so a couple (laughs) comments so Daniel my friend uh, in in Vancouver he has a, a we talk all the time and he has some great beers what he does out there he says word he understands where I come from. He used to live in he Montreal. He um, this isn't he said, sorry, sorry guys. He's well, it's not your who, fault.
1: You paid for overnight shipping. Yeah, you did everything they, you had to. did overnight the beers.
0: Bassam's my Toronto connect who <laughs> I bother a, him to be plug. like, hey man, can I send you stuff and you forward it on. He's a, mm-hmm. a, a soldier and he helps me out and I appreciate Top it. Top bloke. Um,
1: I think what Noah said too in terms of the uh, Back to Bellwood, it's not that they... Um, came down at all or anything you know I don't think mm-hmm. they became less interesting at all it's just that everyone caught up they were just such they were like two to three years ahead of everybody else in Ontario Easily. for a while like just blowing past everyone and then we started seeing real contenders come and everybody just start catching up and that's all it is, that's all it is. and yeah. you think about like Blood Brothers it's just incredible like they're Blood yeah, Brothers I haven't
0: had oh dude you like would phenomenal. love them honestly yeah. I would say Blood Brothers
2: just, but I haven't tried it yet which one is that?
0: Oh, we're ca- I haven't
2: we're had that. What is that? It's like 8.7% bourbon barrel aged brown ale. So I'm guessing it's like an Oud bruin hmm. kind of thing.
1: So the brewer uh, there actually is from so Nickelbrook evening all the way around. Yeah, it
0: is. Yeah, he's from Nickelbrook. He,
1: the brewer is actually from Nickelbrook, the head brewer there. And he's just like incredible. Oh, really? Patrick, yeah. Yeah, Patrick is his name. I'll grab another. Too. Yeah, grab
0: the next two. Thank you, babe. Um, you think...
2: Look, yes. Um... I, I guess, this is something I've been thinking about a little bit. Like talk to me. Talk to me. like Missorum, Um I, I guess what my only fear is that people are almost just too excited uh, too excited about this one thing now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I I, I love the ideas. I love I, I, I even dig the smoothie thing. I was more just kidding. Like it was fun. I, I had one I've had two now and they were tasty or whatever. And yeah, they don't really taste like beer, but they're surprisingly good. Yeah. Um but I think the problem is, is if everyone solely gets excited about that, what happens to those who choose to take a different route? And you know what I mean? And like, it, is the New England thing going to shape what all brewers are doing now? Because like if, if all Mastorum has to do is brew beer and then post it online and they can sell it in a second, you have another brewery like, I don't know, for example, uh, those, that shipment we both just got. I forget their names. Um, Livingston yeah so they're doing like a Pilsner and like, a, uh, like a, I don't know if it was a tailable beer and like some very basic clean styles um, like what happens to them you know what I mean like are people going to only be choosing to do these trendy things to make more money you know what I mean I don't know yeah I don't know it's, if it's making sense or what your thoughts are on that no no it's, a, it's, it's
0: absolutely a valid question sorry next beer we're drinking is this one the new one called Hang Tight it's in Oat Pale Ale uh, this was their fastest-selling beer they'd ever had. Um, Daniel, what are you drinking? Bassam, what are you drinking? Guys, tell us. Bassam would be coffee. Daniel is probably Bassem, drinking some fire. Did you like the of coffee? Yeah. It was oh, yes. Tell he us about. Said it. He was
1: happy with it or no? Yeah,
0: he was. He was like, I'm going to send him some more because okay. I'm going to keep bothering me with Bellwoods. Um So, as far as what you're saying, uh, do you know? I know. I think in Quebec, though, I think there's room for everybody more so than anything. I think. Just with the introduction of brews like Masorum and Brewski doing their new shit or whatever, I feel like it's not – I don't think the others are selling any less of the other stuff. Quebec is so – like I see the same Quebec people who are jacking off over the haze like you know the people who go and buy way too much and buy a case of everything and fuck over everybody else. Those dudes are still buying like
2: the other type of beers as well. It's I true. Don't, I don't There's see... still excitement for Wild Stuff too, yeah. and, and whatnot. I, you know I just what? I find it also interesting sometimes. They're like, Missorum releases a fruited sour, a barrel-aged fruited sour, and people go nuts and line up. and it's like, they're not even really known for that yet. But yet, no. just because it's got that label on it, they're lining up for it. You know what I mean? Whereas in like, Robin, who are, are, are new to the game and in Eastern Townships are doing like, amazing stuff. And they're selling out, but you know it's not quite the same hype no I it's interesting I, to measure that hype and examine it from like from the from the outside and from the inside sometimes. right i mean
0: they're in the eastern townships like you said so like it's not like people are going there to line up for beer but at the same token if you look at Vermont they'll go to Hill Farmstead which is literally in the middle of nowhere and people will line up there, too. So, I mean, like. Also,
1: Massor has marketing and stuff on their side. Like, oh, yeah. makes time. you excited to want to, like, go and get yeah. beers from his They
0: replicated like, what all like They the good, did so like,
1: well. Yeah, look, just, it's gorgeous. Oh, you know I love I mean? that. Like, it just That's the stout.
2: Oh, man, I makes love that. You. That was
0: great. Stout. That's a nice, really nice label. That's the one from Christmas time, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, we had uh, that, no? Yeah, we had that on yeah, Christmas that really Day. Great. I love that beer. That was good. It was, was really good. good um, but like
1: they make you so they have that on their side too, right? They've become somebody. Yep. It's like Apple, right? Do you need the XS yep. or whatever, the other do you need phone the or whatever the R, whatever like adds to it? Yeah, you do. But not really for anything in particular. It's just because you love the brand. So I think Masorum is a very cool um, representation of like marketing and craft beer. Yeah, because their beers are done. great. There's no question about it. But there's a lot of that marketing that's evolved.
0: People are want their beer—it doesn't matter what yeah. they're really doing, you know. Well, even
2: their merch sells like crazy. Yeah, they? because what it's fine. Merch looks great. <laughs> I do, yeah. But do
0: you know what? What I think, or- the reason why they're the extra hype around Missorum—because I'm—I do not think Bell was the only one in Ontario that had this level of hype. Yeah. Um, Nobody since, the closest thing maybe would be Barncat because they're so small or Badlands. I don't know if they're getting like mad, crazy lands and shit every time they do stuff. The thing about Masorum, and this is kind of comes back to what we were saying earlier about me complaining about nothing like that in Quebec, was because there was nothing like this here. Yeah. People were, whatever for whatever reason, the brewers or the people who were wanting to start businesses, nobody here wanted to make beer to satisfy the people that go to Burlington every second weekend or go to Ontario or go to or whatever, go to Toronto, go to Ottawa to go and get the things that they actually want to drink. There was hardly yep. anything here that satisfied that need. And I think that that they were scratching such a deeply, uh, uh like an itch, they're scratching an itch of something that just wasn't catered to for so long mm-hmm. that yeah. like people will, people still lose their minds. They can't control themselves. Because now we're like, oh, my God, I get this haze. And now they're all – a lot of these people who do it, on well, for better or worse, are the trading type. So they go and hog all the fucking inventory. I want four-pack. I know the guys, too, and I'm never going to ask them for anything. But, like, I can't get my hands on a four-pack of this damn stuff. Because it's easier for me to go and order Bellwoods and get them sent to my friend Bassam in Ontario and he sends it to me and it costs me less to do that than it does to get an Uber each way from here to Point St. Charles to go and get their beer. True. And I'm like, so I'm like, well, fuck it. I'll just keep doing that. And that that sucks. If, if the breweries could deliver, it would be a different story. Yeah. But like I think, yeah, people are just still too excited and like if everything's selling out in 30 minutes, it's it's quite annoying and for, for drinkers. I, I think they've reduced the limits a lot
2: too. Um, well, it also just snowballs. I think hype in general, and like obviously, the like you said, the marketing is unbelievable, and that that creates the hype, and then the quality creates the hype, and the fact that it's 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 hazy stuff, which there was a lack of until recently, creates more hype, yeah. and then that just like I feel like others start jumping onto that hype too. Like I have a friend who's only dabbles in craft beer, but he's driven out there and waited in lines to get them. It's almost as if the idea the chase is part of uh part of the attraction right like you said for you you've been in this so long that you're just thinking pragmatically right um whereas in like for them that's part of the game like that cold collector's mentality or whatever where they want to go and and get their hands on the thing that no one else can get their hands on that kind of thing
0: and I absolutely cool, yeah. understand that. I've that's never attracted me really. It was more just like, Am I interested in that beer? I'm like, oh fuck, so are all these other people. And now it's gonna be hard to get. Like I don't care that I have it that no one else has
2: it. That's unless the- it's milkshark.
0: Well, <laughs> Milkshark's an interesting one. I don't I don't want it because no one else has it though. I want it because it was the fur it was the closest milkshake IPA to the OG. And that was the only one that gives me a heart attack. I can't help myself. Like that one really stresses me out. Anything else. Like I really wanted, I've had almost every single Jelly King variant they've had. I missed out on one of them. My brother actually got it for me. Then I was like, no, no, I'm going to do an order. Don't worry. You can just drink it. And then I did it. And I did it within an hour of it going live. And that specific Jelly King had already sold out. And I was pretty pissed. So I almost had it. Um, So my friend Daniel says he's on a Valhalla wild pale ale from House of Funk Brewing. I haven't heard of them. That sounds good. Ah. And yeah. then the hype chase is real from Steve Attenbrizzy. It is. And the hype chase, it, d- it does suck. So, yes, I think that's a big part of it, particularly with mm-hmm. And we, There was something else that I actually had on our uh, list of things to Rightfully, talk about. Rightfully so. They
1: are like a, a quintessential hyperbrewery or something, you know. Yeah. make you excited. And they actually brought this, like, New York-style element to Montreal. Yeah. They legit just served a need that was so obviously there. <laughs> like, it was just, like,
0: and it's been business ignored model, for was so years. obvious. It's like, yeah. Yeah.
1: Why didn't anyone... Right,
0: but you yeah. look at all the Quebec. You go to any brewery anywhere, and I see a Quebec license plate every time. Go to Hill anywhere in Vermont. You're going to see a Quebec oh, yeah. license plate at every single oh, place gosh, we've yeah. ever been. Every time you go to Foam, Fiddlehead, fucking um, Hill, whatever, it's always there's always someone there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if you, I bet I haven't been to Massachusetts yet. That's on our list. Whenever the world opens up, but um, I'm sure it's the same. Oh, I'm sure uh, you you really know, you go to New York. Like uh, that, yeah. You know that people are out there yeah. doing that type of stuff. Yeah. So there's a need for it that just wasn't served so i think it it was so underserved for so long cuz the hype has been at what when was like treehouse trillion probably 2015 2016 i would imagine yeah
2: or at least when when i started hearing about them i don't know how long they were have been around before that but yeah that sounds about right
0: that's cuz that's when i feel like 2016 was the year that new englands really started getting talked about so whether that was when they started or not different story so say that's been like 4 years and there Children was just was nothing like, in like that
1: 2013 uh,
0: Mm. Yeah, and like Daniel saying, we need a Crispy Boy hype train. We do. But I guess the thing is, and that's probably another question, like why is it that hyped beers happen to only be essentially New England IPAs? It's a very – like you're never going to see people lining up for an Amber Ale. (laughs) Why is it – like, which is kind of funny in and of itself. Cause it's like, you you're laughing at the idea of it. Yeah, like you're seeing all these guys in new balances. Sad. I shouldn't be
1: laughing, but it's just like, yeah. A bunch of like what 57 year old dudes in
0: new balances and socks that are up, pulled up way too high. <laughs> In their terry cloth sweaters, lining up for a fucking, amber. like you don't. I, I don't know why it just applies to haze or or pastry stouts. Essentially, those two. Anything put in a bag. but also
1: because those are the new fun things, right? They're yeah. like the in new shiny yeah. objects. Like the, the ambreale is not a new thing. Yeah, that's true. So it's like the whole point was that these things came where they're like, there's this IPA and it's cloudy and it tastes like juice, and everybody's like, what? Got to have it. And then they're like, this one is a smoothie, and you're like, what? Like, how's a beer smoothie? I got to have. I feel like. That that's the one, you know. Yeah. So whatever like the interesting new, is, new shit, that's why pastry styles are interesting as fuck. I love pastry styles, they're so interesting yeah.
2: to me. Yeah, and I, I- I was almost worried I would, well, not worried, but I didn't think I would get on board, but I, I'm definitely on board with those. Like when they're done right, they're, they're yeah, spectacular. Yeah, I dig them. Yeah, so you're well.
0: a more, you have a more, and this is actually one of our other questions that we want to talk about tonight, because you have a more of a, what we would like call like a traditional palette. You are the dude who's well known in Quebec for, you know, really uh, having a passion for all the barrel aged anything. Um, whether it's sours or stouts or barley wines, all that type of stuff. Like you've always, that's why we always do the mm-hmm. team lactose, team no lactose thing because Nate and I are more in the newer cats. Just say are.
1: what you call Noah's palette.
0: Yeah, so this is what we're going to talk about. I don't think, I don't know if I've really talked about this before. So we talk, I call Noah's palette a yawn palette. So you know how they have uh, haze boys? Noah is a yawn boy. Noah likes styles that put you to sleep. I only drink Amber ales so. <laughs> and some Scotch ales on the weekend, if you will. Or not. Yes. So like one thing you said to me, when we were thinking about what do you want to talk about? you were like, we should talk about the, uh, why I call you like what define the yawn beer.
2: So, uh, Well, uh, that, what do you think it is define it from your perspective? But what do you think? Uh, what I'll say on that before we get into it is that I, uh, you often say I have a traditional palate, but I, I think I have, um, my, in my defense, I guess what I would say is defend, I have a, a rounded palette. Hmm, I can appreciate more or less everything. Right. And I think we do agree on certain things. Like if I get, you know, if a new brewery's opening and they have a Belgian wit and a, uh, a Rus, which isn't a thing, but apparently it's a thing, and a blonde. Ale, like I'm not going to be excited um, to try them, probably.
0: Probably or definitely.
2: But, but, sorry, you're cutting out
0: there. S- so are you. Damn yeah. yeah, I got you, man. Yeah,
1: you said probably or definitely.
0: I
2: said probably or definitely not excited.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, but at the same time, if I tried... I guess where I get frustrated sometimes, and it's not with you, it's with a lot of my beer friends, is that people don't even want to give the beer a chance based on the style, whereas in for me, it's more about the quality. Because I, I, I can still get wowed or... I don't know if wow is the right word, but I can still really enjoy and uh, get a little bit excited over styles that, generally speaking, kind of bore me. And like one good example I find is Four Origins. And that could just simply be because I've had the luxury of being able to try almost everything that, that the mics put out. And uh, I like almost everything that they they made, I really just enjoy. Like I'm sitting there like, this is great. It's clean. It's it's just tasty. It's rounded. It's it's. Even if it's malty and and whatever and bitter, I don't care if it's not what is necessarily supposed to be important now, you know what I mean? I think that we get caught up in the moment, and if we just, like, follow that train and don't, like, keep enjoying the things we used to enjoy, then I feel like they're just going to, like, kind of fall by the wayside. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you know what? That's a –
0: and I mean this in the most like non-judgmental way it feels like a Quebec attitude in the sense of that that's the same attitude that I think a lot of Quebecois have for their language and for a lot of things and culturally in Quebec as a full-on fucking outsider that's what I've seen moving here that there's a, a a very strong um desire to keep the traditions alive by any means necessary type of thing and I very much understand that because it's something that is very important to the culture so what you're sort of saying maybe this is something I'm probably drawing a comparison to seemingly unrelated shit, but I'm just pulling this out of my ass. Um, then maybe because you're from here, you're an Anglophone from Quebec, you might be just like, and you've you you've been in the more beer media stuff like longer than I think we started drinking beer craft beer at the same time. But you've been doing the media stuff and sort of taking it more serious longer than I have. So maybe you were looking at this from maybe more some memories and stuff that are associated. You're like I don't want all this these breweries to die off or all these styles to die off just because they're not, um, hyped or popular or whatever. Is that accurate or am I talking shit?
2: I don't know. I mean, I, it's hard to, to, to have that kind of introspection. I mean, being an anglophone in Quebec is also just a very unique thing, right? Because like growing up, there was always almost, uh, an unspoken animosity between Quebec culture and Anglo-Quebec culture and all that. So there's a lot of layers there, but, um, I don't know. I mean, I try to think. I try and make comparisons to food, right? Like if if I only wanted to eat what was, what, you know, what was ever the most interesting and new thing, you know, what would happen to all those other things that I used to like, right? Yeah. And it's not. And, and I guess legitimately, I guess my point is, it's not even that like I'm trying to keep liking them. Like I legitimately still do. I, do like I think I think it changes. I think I get more excited by New England IPAs than I do about. um... West Coast IPAs and stuff like that. Um, But also, if I had like Pliny available all the time, I think I would be drinking it a lot. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I think
1: uh, what you're saying is completely fair and that probably does make your palate more uh, varied, you know, or you respect more things because there is this thing where people just immediately write off like people still write off Pilsners and stuff or anything that's in the crispy category in general right now because it's yes. not a hype beer but they are actually fantastic they can be yeah. made as fantastic beers well
2: and it's also like just comes so full circle yeah. with those yeah. too right those were the, the beers that everyone rebelled against and now they're slowly becoming yeah. the beers that everyone wants so maybe again.
0: Ambers will in they might the end, come back to the they top they definitely will <laughs> it's a possibility. Yeah, Ambers so. were my first thing I want to also make it like I feel like and this is not just uh, a thing when we talk about with you and I and the boys in the group and just I feel like people have always sort of like, oh, you and you like haze or you and you like lactose. I'm like, I will go into a brewery, I will order the pilsner over a haze any day of the week. I had that Livingston Pilsner, the summer pills they did the other night, it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Um, I look forward to a pills. I was excited when I got that box and had a Pilsner and a Vienna lager in it. So like I'm not the Haze sort of junkie that maybe I make myself out to be. Um, no, I know you're not. I know, and I know you. You don't accuse me of that or any shit, right? But well, I do when you're not around. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> when we do when we give each other shit in you know in in the group and stuff because we are get a little harsh. Because you started that, you fuck. Um, <laughs> you just started being like harsh one day. Like, oh, it's like that. Okay, let's let's play this game. It's fun. It's fun yeah, it's good. It's good times. But like, no, I appreciate everything, and I agree. I don't want to see anything disappear at all. And of of late, though, this is the interesting cycle, right? Because it started. 2011, I'm drinking all these macro lagers and then moving into craft lagers. I'm like, oh, Amber amber was my favorite shit for like a year. I loved Amber Ales because it was so much more interesting than these lagers I was drinking. And then you discover Pales and uh, IPAs. And then, well, fuck, these Belgian stuff. Well, Westlaterra Terran's the best beer in the world. And you blah, 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 right? And then now since last year, we went to a, a brunch for Rodenbach. And Rodenbach Classic is now one of my favorite beers ever. It is. Yeah, I was like, kind
2: of I- surprised uh, that you went like full – full-blown into that like
0: one. fanboy level dude like yeah. my, on my birthday the beer i actually chose i didn't choose the classic because i only have one left but i drank the vintage the um the the it's still a little that's a little too vinegary apple cider vinegar type of thing for me but it's the, funny because
2: i find it the opposite i find the the, the classic not the classic really sweet whereas in the is, vintage yeah. i find it a bit more refined but it's interesting mm. that you find it more vinegary i haven't had them both like together
0: so, do you know what i have i haven't done it since then but i definitely remembered liking that more and i bought i had two bottles of the classic and i busted went out on christmas day with my brother alongside mm-hmm. that, uh, love that one too,
1: no? Stout,
0: yeah bro the f- the rodenbach just changed my world i just i love it so much and it's giving me I a whole new that, yeah. yeah like so it's an interesting thing so it's not just about haze and like i like every if i'm drinking on a, any given night i will always have a crispy boy some sort of haze a sour and a stout uh, like that's what I would always do I can't just have four cans of haze in a night like I'm bored shitless by the second or third one's
2: like you don't know to starting change to, the you know what's starting to yawn me a little bit The to me is uh, berliner voices. kind of interesting kinda... over a month huh? yeah I don't know and, and and I don't it's like one of those things where I didn't realize it until I looked in my fridge and there's like 30 of them there that I haven't touched <laughs> I don't know why it's are they fruited and ones it's or... funny because cause lambics are are by far probably the thing I respect most in beer and would drink every day if I could, Um, which are obviously sour. But there's just something about the kettle sours thing that, like, when they first started coming out, you had Solstice de which is the raspberry berliner from um, ZTL, and it was literally the only one in Quebec. And then, like, within a couple of years, you started seeing, like, speckles of other ones come out of the fruited sours, and so it was, like, excited. When it came out, we, we hoarded them. People used to go and buy cases and cases of Sosistete and like hoard it wow. um, and now I mean you can get it all, practically Everywhere. all year round yeah. um, but nowadays yeah I don't know maybe it's just like too acidic or I don't I just I'm kind, they kind of bore me now so maybe that's, that's my yawn beer of the young beer the time year
0: <laughs> no I respect that um, my friend Daniel here was saying oh, I think all German beer styles are all awesome I think that's a good yeah. point. The German, uh, you know, Helles lagers and stuff. I'm super. I love them. Any sort of like, whatever the actual, you know, Czech Pilsner or um, the German hell, any of the German sort of stuff is. I'm enjoying that too. I think it's all coming back around. As far as like, that's a good point. Do you know what? I've been sent a couple of Scotch ales recently. I haven't had one in a while, but in my mind they're just hot garbage. So I'm, I'm curious to try them. But do you know what the other problem is for people like you and I, who are beer media and you and I were talking the other day, which is another topic I want to talk about, about PR packages during the, um, during COVID. this time, during COVID. Uh, I have so many other beers that I need to get to that are a little more pressing in the sense of if I don't drink the haze or whatever, before it dies, like all the trailways and other stuff, I'm like, they're going to die. But then, so the Scotch ale is not going to get touched. First. Right. Um, exactly. And, it that's, there forever. and that's the problem with um, – that's the main pr- – I also, I think another thing that has uh, prioritized haze over other beer styles is that it does have such a short shelf life. I don't know if any other beer style has such a short shelf life as, I guess, New England IPAs. It's arguably the shortest. So yeah. that in and of itself – forces people to kind of like drink those before anything else. And then it's has got to, you look in the fridge you're like, well, fuck man, this has been here for three and a half weeks, but that Scotchella that can sit there another, another month. There's no problem. And I find that yeah. that keeps happening over and over. And you've got to like, eventually just like, you know, kind of make the decision. I like, right, fuck I'm drinking this tonight type of thing. So it's always harder to get to some of these other styles for people like us who maybe have to document things and, and stuff like that.
2: Did you try the mushroom infused Scotch That's the one no.
0: That's but that's the exact beer it's I'm thinking of. Surprisingly good. Because the mushrooms we're talking about a beer from Riverbend. It was a mushroom infused scotch ale and the mushrooms taste like maple if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and it it was it was interesting because it has a little bit of that synthetic maple taste. Which but it's is not at all. Yeah, like but it's not too <clears throat> much of that gross synthetic maple taste. Because it's I guess it's becoming it's coming from a natural Hmm. Source just happens to be a mushroom, right. but it definitely tastes like maple. Yeah, Scotch ales are kind of. I've always been on the lower end of things that I like. Like I've never really loved them. Yeah. Same. <laughs> but when done when, when done right, um, they, they can, can be really up. nice. Like, yeah. Zeard CLs, They're. they're um,
0: What's that Scotch ale called
2: again? Anyway, it's Equinox de Panto. <laughs> that was the biggest. Oh, yeah. Um. That was the hmm. biggest vertical uh, I ever did um, I think we we had versions of it oh, was it this one or was it the barley one? No, I'm losing track of my brain
0: Pro- I think I mean,
2: it was equinox print
0: What's the What's the ABV on the equinox
2: uh, <coughs> 9.5 nine-
0: Oh wow, it's a big one
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a strong one
0: um,
2: <coughs> But yeah, anyway, we did like uh, I think over 10 different years of vintages and that was a lot of fun to see how that evolved and changed over the decade or so
3: interesting
2: um but yeah back to uh the Yon thing yeah. <laughs> i think also i think we, we 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 probably share similar tastes in a lot of ways um more than me I acknowledge. probably differ the most with Bel- uh, more belgian centric stuff
0: yeah um, otherwise like all the shit that you really like like I appreciate all those the barrel. I love a barrel-aged stout and like all the wild ales and all that funky shit and all the puckering sour that rips your tongue off. I love that shit. Um, it's just some of the other, yeah. I think it's more the when it comes to the serious Belgian. Like we had last episode with Chris, we had some Belgian quads from that was sent over from um, uh, yeah. Atlanta. Those. And they had one aged in a in Barbados rum barrels and the other in bourbon barrels, and I just couldn't do it, man. I could tell um, they were good, but it was just that sticky raisin and they were like 12 and percent it was just like nah like why like what are you doing
2: i, mean, I couldn't yeah well, couldn't i think get into it. barley wines and quads have, have have a pretty similar profile the only difference really being the yeast component right um so the fact that you're not huge on barley wines makes well, sense that you would you would also not be huge on quads and i think you just don't dig that phenolic thing that much which is why you don't dig triples much or even belgian pale ales and Doubles or,
0: and yeah, or just like whatever the the uh, the typical run of the mill saison. I, mm. I, I can't stand. Yeah, but I think I saison l- is just such a
2: catch-all term that it's it hard. Is. It's to a terrible even. one. Yeah.
0: So if you have a brew that just says it's a saison, that's almost always I can't stand. But some of my favorite beers ever were uh, like you know Arthur from Hill is yeah. insane. I could drink that all day long, and that is a farmhouse ale,
2: mm. um,
0: and it was they're exceptional. And even for my birthday, we had the brother Soignet from Grassroots, which is the collab with Luke. Um, Soignet uh, uh, is Lyman, yeah, Blood Orange or whatever. And it was exceptional. That's the still best a fun match. in the world. Yeah. And like... I, we never had it before, so we bought it from Hill. We bought oh. the glasses, the etched glasses that look like wine glasses to, to go with yeah, it and gorgeous. stuff. It was super, it was, it was a beautiful experience. And I love those beers, I really do. And they are the ones I probably make fun of the most, specifically back to <laughs> back because everything's a farmhouse earlier and it's too much for me. That's like, just
1: because you kept saying, like, if we go to a place like vice versa and
0: it's just like they have like 17 saisons on and like maybe a pills and a stout or something. Yeah. That's what they used to. Now it's a yeah. different game, but like, I still find that they don't have a because the Mithorum don't really distro like that. I don't think Bruschi does because they're not keeping up um, even back when everything was open. So, like, you go, there's no real beer bar that's going to be able to still give you the overall picture. If people come, to Montreal, and they want me to take them out. and would be like, "All right, well, we're going to go to four places." Yes,
1: yeah, that's true. where in the end. You can take someone to like two place, two beer bars in Ontario. Yes, we covered all of Ontario. You yeah. can go to the east side, take them on the east end, and get a bunch of beers from everywhere. Oh, you just got like to bar get look, and bar, That's what I was thinking. Barhop is bar one hop. of them. No, yeah. actually, Barhop is pretty good. In covering and they kind of covers everything. Yeah.
0: like you're good to go. But I feel like here it's still that's still one thing that is lacking a bit because even though we're praising all those breweries, Bar Canada doesn't do kegs. I don't think Sir John does. <laughs> I don't think. Um, um, no, Labordage doesn't sell cakes out um all the haze breweries I can think of none of them sell them so that means maybe actually I did have Le Castor's uh like one of their early very um uh, test batches of their New England I had that yeah. and um vice versa but so they might because they get a lot of Le Castor stuff anyway so I mean I know that uh Max from um Wild Jack is their beer menu dude well he was before all this so I hope yeah. She's able to I so sure think what, he
2: probably was probably making some changes to it a bit. I'm mm-hmm. guessing making it more interesting. But I yeah, that would be where yeah.
1: Ontario Trumps. Uh, that would be where I think Quebec for sure. Quebec still has some because work to do because you do have to take people to four to five places. Yeah, to like get them
3: around and show
1: them. And
0: then name. yeah, exactly right. But even if say you went to Quebec City, I know they've got knocked I know there's another one called is it called e- Equilibrium or Equinox or something there. That's supposed to be really good. That has some good IKs like, type shit. Equilibrium. Yeah, I saw – Um, someone told me about it the other day, and I saw Emily Petit-Pierre with some stuff. But she goes out that way a lot. Um, you want to hit the stout? Yeah, yeah I was actually – we're almost almost time. Yeah, you want to bust it out?
2: Yeah, I'm out of beer.
0: You want to tell, uh,
2: tell them about it? So this is Cafe Del Bastardo from Nickelbrook, and it's a bourbon barrel-aged – Coffee infused stout. Nice. Imperial stout, of course. Uh, I remember this was, it's now 11%, but back in 2016, when that bottle I was showing you earlier, yes, I think this one was also almost 15% or 14%.
0: So they had to, to cull them, them down a little bit, they got excited.
2: Yeah. I, I didn't surprised. love this year's regular um, you, Kentucky Bastard, but uh, this one was, was still really good.
0: Okay. Oh, it's a, um, a fucking uh, wax top, eh? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I cut into it before because oh, I knew I it would that. take 10 minutes to deal with.
0: I can't do it. Oh, I got some nice... Uh, check my glassware. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah, if you put it in front of your face, I should
0: Do what? You the oh, you're probably going to see. I the oh, collect- got the
2: branded. I got the go. branded. Oh, you got the bracket. Oh, oh, okay, you you.
0: No, this is collective arts, but it's the closest ah, thing. Come on. It's around the corner. <laughs> hey, you know what,
2: Nickelbrook, I have branded Nickelbrook glasses, but they're this.
1: <laughs> it doesn't
2: work. Yeah, no. This is, right? Not happening, right? No, they sent me this uh, with that package this year, which was nice. Ooh.
0: If Nickelbrook is watching, guys, make me that glassware farm. Um So I've had this before. I was actually really pissed because uh, one of our, um, maybe a year, probably two years ago, we kept all of our uh, videos on an external hard drive but the one of the portable ones that doesn't plug into the wall and they're notoriously uh, unreliable and I had a full like a full BML video of doing this beer that they sent and I lost it and I was pretty vexed cuz uh you know I feel like these beers they're not um, exactly cheap for them right and you know, I wouldn't want no, them they're to all 15 be 15
2: bucks at the sack they're pretty expensive
0: yeah they're pretty expensive right cuz it's an important shit so I would didn't I was just mad because I don't want it to be like you know wasting because I lost everything, all the photos and everything. Now I back everything up like three times. So 11, I will lost. say though
2: that um, you know, it used to be that the barrel aged stuff was the most expensive, and by far, mm-hmm. like Dunham beers. I remember when you know when the barrel aged thing was starting to hit. Dunham beers were like fifteen Oof. bucks for a seven fifty barrel aged kind of thing. Now they're up to twenty. But even just we're we're talking about it today. Wood Brothers a seven fifty Wood Brothers hazy IPA is fifteen dollars.
0: Which is something that you and I didn't know about and they were making fun of us. <laughs> we're, we're, we're such beer we're
2: like, yuppies or something. Right? They're like,
0: yeah. fuck, like, I don't know. I didn't know it was that much. I guess because that was something else that I have on the list to talk about, actually. Um, oh, okay. As far as PR packs and stuff. So this is the 2019. You have the
2: 2019? Uh, yes.
0: Let me make sure I haven't. Because yeah. I have done the... Okay, I have not... This is 11. Is it 11.9?
2: No, this one's only 11.
0: Interesting. Untapped is wrong. Who would have
2: thunk it? It was, I, th- I think previous years it was 11.9, and before that it was even higher.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, so I haven't had this for probably a couple years. Okay.
2: It's really um, quite exceptional, I will say. Like, so, yes, It okay, stands on. its ground.
0: Yes, I was very glad that you mentioned this one because we did have a bunch of the same uh, big stats. because, like I said, I'm on a Nickelbrook kick today, and I was like, well, you know what? I might as well, like keep it all nickelbrook everything yeah, and perfect. i was like which one do you want to do and you like this one I'm like boom great choice i'm very happy because i just because i haven't had it for so long we had the uh, the winey bastard uh on our anniversary a couple of weeks ago because it was a nice wine beer for you know we broke out you know the white lies from blood brothers which is a it's wine infused sour and then this the uh, winey bastard but nice ooh, smells intense no, it smells great yeah you can smell. mate get in ya cheers cheers cheers
2: Oh, this is like, oof, money, fuck. Oh, that's T- great. Tiff, when you you're you're into wine, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know most most sours are aged in old wine barrels. Do you yes. pick up Hold notes? Um, a lot. Like, can, can you? I guess my question is. Do you notice at all, like, quality of of barrels with the barrel aged, wine barrel aged beer, or, like, even just pick up any form of notes from the wine that might have been aged in at all?
1: Uh, I would say, like, I would say it's pretty. There is actually, like, say, for White Lies, I tried the Sauvignon Blanc versus the Riesling. Rieslings tend to be sweeter, and I did not enjoy that That version version as much because of it. Sauvignon Blanc is my favorite. And we had the Muscat the other night. What
0: was the other one we had?
1: Muscat was okay. So it is making it does make a difference, and not so much that I'm like, oh, I can tell that this is with this and this, and that's what's why I'm not enjoying it. But I do know that some varietals are sweeter, and for some reason I don't enjoy that as much when they're when they're used. So
2: yeah, what's interesting too sometimes is that like if you if it's a wild beer of some sort or a sour, because it's going through. Like it, that, that wild yeast is going to ferment a lot of that sugar away. So in some cases, um, like there was a version of uh, Excel Cyst here from Zidcell, which is basically like a Quebec version of a lambic kind of. Yeah, 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 so yeah. It's like barrel-aged um, wheat beer, sour, mm-hmm. tart, um, wild, and they they did one year uh, aged in Sautelne barrels, and Sautelne is historically like it's basically a dessert wine. Um, but because the, that wild yeast is so aggressive, it, it, like it's not any sweeter than um, any other iterations of that beer, but mm-hmm, you really yeah. get the, it really pulls in like the, the, the rich stone fruits from the down. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds in the sense that you get that rich profile without the, the residual sugar. Yeah, so it's sweetness. really nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, this is like exceptional. Sorry, this I'm creaming delicious. over this. <laughs> yeah, good.
1: That's no, wow. really, really good. Oh, no, you're having the same beer?
0: Yeah, that's why we did this. Yeah, great. Okay, I didn't know it was the 2019. Talking, yeah. I feel like I don't recall the other one that I had, um, whenever it was a year or two ago. Remember, because we lost it on the time about the hard drive Is that the fucked up? that one of the videos we lost? Yeah, I was so vexed. Was that just because we drunk took like a series? nice, pardon?
1: Was that part of the drunk series? No, you it wasn't. I had some drunk videos, and I was like, oh,
0: that's not that much. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, yeah, it was some other drunk ones. We okay, yeah, about. yeah. <laughs> It wasn't that, and no, I did it myself, but we did nice photos with, like, coffee beans. This has Detour coffee from Toronto as
2: well. Detour. Right. Ah, uh, yes. I um, love Detour. We used to order from them.
0: Yeah, I just ordered some the other day. Gamba here. Have you been... You order uh, Are you a coffee guy? Yeah. What have you been doing for beans during the... Uh, or what do you normally do?
2: We've been splurging. Um, usually, we, go, we do Costco. Um, and once in a while, we'll buy, like, a nice bag from somewhere. Okay. Uh, but since we've been home jenny jenny's been is a bit more into it than me okay and um she's been ordering from various places i think we just got a package from halifax actually i forget what the roastery was but it was like five it was a pretty good deal it was like five five or six bags for like like 80 like 70 bucks or something like so it was it was if we ordered that much it was still pretty reasonable. Because if if not you're going to be spending like seventeen dollars for a bag and yeah, remember you like
1: seventeen to twenty one, twenty two. I'll um, I'll let you know
2: absolutely. later. Yeah, I, yeah. please, Sorry? man.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would say yeah. No, I was you like we generally
1: me? spend like seventeen to twenty two for bags something. Yeah. Like Some up market.
0: to twenty five. We've been my favourite right it's now like is like intelligentsia,
1: um, I feel like you pay twenty
0: five. They're like even more they're bag. probably like pushing thirty. Shit. Yeah. So wow. we've been ordering primarily from structure coffee roasters in uh their Montreal. They're in um McGill near Oldport. structure structure yeah you know how we did the helm collab uh yeah. we, for the second time that was with structure coffee so i actually hit them up so now i know the dude mm-hmm. but I, I he doesn't send me beans or anything this is i i pay for an i support um uh they do free shipping to ontario and quebec so I've just been every time they'd send an email, I'd go hey new beer, I'm, a new uh, new beans are out, my like, boom order, boom, just doing it, right. and I sent it to my brother just for the fuck of it, it as you know he helps me out a lot, and my friend who him, uh, who's watching he got me does me the bellwood, so he won't take my money to pay for the the shipping here, so I'm like I just sent him a couple bags of, of coffee and stuff, hook him up, um, I really love their stuff, and then there's a cafe here called Cafe in Gamba
3: mm-hmm.
0: on uh, okay. Park Park and Fairmount, so we know the owner is just from. Going there and stuff like that super cool and uh, they do delivery and they do they have a whole bunch of different ones and they don't roast but they have like detour structure um, St. Henri uh, Intelligentsia Counterculture um, all sorts of different stuff so I got some detour and some Zab Zab is the other one Zab does some good shit yeah
1: Zab we just got but
0: I want to after these two because we just got those two bags because I needed those uh, we do V60 the pour over do you guys do that?
2: So I need no, I use filters. a bottom. I've been try. I've been wanting to do the pour over thing, but I haven't uh, done it yet. It's a
0: bit of a whole thing because you need the the V sixty thing, which my cousin in Australia gave me, and then I just buy the filters, like the recycled filters for them, and then I you, I put that just over a French press. funnily enough, which is kind of redundant, but just because it some way to put it, and um, you need the gooseneck kettle to do it properly, and the gooseneck. Oh kettle,
2: right, like the.
0: And that shit was like 200 bucks. I mean, I got it on a very good price, but they're they're very expensive Mm -hmm. um, because you can customize the uh, exact temperature and they've got a timer on it as well. So like you can customize the temperature. So we do like 94 degrees. I got a scale. So I weigh out 20 grams of beans. Put them in. You the grind it yourself. Yeah, yeah we am gonna grind. It's not like a super high end grinder. It's kind of you know sixty bucks, nothing Just to keep crazy. Them fresh,
1: so keep, keep them fresh, fresh.
0: The and we put them in. Once I open the bag, I put them into a airtight blood? container. Um, to make sure that they're all like kept nice and stuff, and keep them in a dark closet and shit. Um, so there's no oxygen coming in, and I feel like it's pretty fresh. And now I I used to like alternate if I, if I couldn't be bothered doing the the v60 yeah, poor ever,
1: sometimes you did the french press i never you did you the french press it anymore yeah you i completely it stopped it and, and we were
0: doing the espressos before yeah no we have a little shitty espresso machine and it's
1: and then like i think craig went to australia and saw his cousin's espresso machine which was like some high grade like, like two thousand dollar <laughs> espresso machine he was like fuck it yeah there's like, <laughs> no point he like he came table. back and just never uses it again <laughs>
0: it's whack i can't do it so <laughs> now i'm like the poor rivers i'm quite enjoying it like it's a really nice way to do it i love them um, I didn't know you were a full coffee nerd like that. I think we might have talked about it in the past. But yeah, just a little
2: like, bit, but I'm not <clears throat> as much as you guys at all. Right.
0: Um, like, I cannot I'm, live I'm, without that
2: shit. I'm picky in in the sense that, um, that Tim Hortons is, uh, to me, just I can't drink it. Yeah, <clears throat> but I'm not so picky that, like... I couldn't have a Starbucks, or you know what I mean. Oh, Although I don't, I'm not like, a big okay. fan of Starbucks. Yeah, no, no. Like, we
1: don't like Starbucks, but on a road trip to Toronto, when you can't get, we'll get something from here. But then, like three three hours in, you're gonna stop in Kingston
0: or something and pick up the yeah. Starbucks. But they're Unless, not great. What if Kingston has third wave, and we don't know?
1: We should find out. Fuck. It could be like Princess Street or something Yeah, it's, it's like not Princess that far. Street? It'd be Sorry, worth no, it. Now you've it. Yeah, that's to think a. Because
0: that. we uh, we have like a routine when we went to Toronto. We'd always go and we stop and we drop our. Uh, empties off at the beer store, go to the LCBO so we didn't have to do it when we yeah. get there if Tiff wanted to some wine. and They always, they have the big walk-in fridge so sometimes. Mm-hmm. They have some interesting stuff from the area. And then back in the day, then we, we used to A-A-W. go up to uh, the A&W, but we used to go up to uh, Stone City. Mm-hmm. But that's when Justin was working there. Now Justin has Matron, and I haven't heard anything good or bad about Stone City in quite some time. So I don't know. That's so I true. Have like, nothing. So I, I, I can't be sure that... <laughs> That sucks for them if that's the case. Like Justin was the key. I think Justin was the key. That's my Matron. Sheet. I don't know if you've had any Matron burr. I've had one or two of their beers. I it. know the
2: name, but no, I haven't had any.
0: Out of I had it actually on New Year's Eve. They had this one called the Janky IPA. They mean um, it was just they called. Oh m- wait, Matron is are the one are those
2: ones doing like more like traditional stuff? It's mostly of?
0: traditional, yeah.
2: But it's like look really good, and they yeah. have nice like kind of simple fun branding. Yeah, that's them. So yeah, it's ch- I really want to try them.
0: Yeah, man. I've only had two different ones. One was that one on New Year's, and they're called Matron Fine Beer. Mm-hmm. And you know how yeah, – yeah. the, the only way I can describe is when you have Hill Farmstead or something like that, and you're like, oh, my God, this is like a fucking well-made beer. I was like – I didn't realize it was that good. So they had their IPA at Barhop. Like this Bar-Hulk.
2: is what Livingston's kind of trying to do, whether – like I'll try all these to see if they pull it off, but I feel like that's kind of what they're going for, mm. a similar kind of thing. Uh, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean with the branding not so much, but with the styles, maybe. Because Livingston <laughs> yeah, like, the, the barrel aged stuff that they sent, like you said yeah, was a sweet potato a barley wine made with sweet potato. Like whilst that to me that's not very intriguing, it is interesting. A sweet potato barley wine. I mean that could be Innovative. Some, it's in, hashtag innovation. <laughs> I gotta respect it, bro. I can't turn around and say I don't respect yeah, you can't it. Get my head of it but...
2: You know, I have to. It will. But will be my first sweet potato beer. No, I've surprising. had one before.
0: Have you had the Koido one from Japan? They did no. one. That's the only one I've ever had. We had it in Australia. The only
2: other one I had was uh, Jester King Dunham collab. Nice, a wild beer with sweet potatoes and um, that
0: potato. shit. Interesting. It's good. But like, no. The, <laughs> I'm actually quite intrigued. Their cans at Livingston. They all sound good. I mean, the, the Saison doesn't rivet me, but the Goza sounds fucking fire, the Vienna Lager, and I really enjoyed... Like, I know you were saying about the head retention of that Pilsen, but they sent a glass, and I, I put it in their branded glass for the video, but I have a yeah, nice it. tall... The tall, thin Pilsen glass, and I, in hindsight, I would have preferred to put it in that because that brings out the head retention crazy. Um, so I'd be curious to see what you think, but I really enjoyed the yeah. flavor because it's only 4%. The flavors were... Uh, we fire. I was very, very impressed, to be honest. Um, our friend Stefan. Sorry, if you a, see
1: us, Noah, like, smile or react to something, it's because we see the live chat, and it's just, like, hilarious friend. sometimes. Oh, he is,
0: I'm here. The party can He's
1: finally He's like, the start. party can start. I hope you're drinking, Steph. <laughs> I hope so, you're drinking
2: something, Steph. Cheers,
0: Stefan. Cheers, Steph. Steph. <laughs> Steph was supposed to be my um, uh, Missorum mule, but... I can never order them early enough unless he Fast wants enough, to get up yeah. at 10 a.m. and order that shit. And...
1: Well, he's already up. It just means if he wants to order that shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, this is so fucking Steph good. Steph is the king of love. Steph, lives. I hope you're drinking beer, bro. Um, this is, like, out of control, man. Like, I am I am so impressed with this. Not that I thought it was going to be anything but fire, but I haven't had it for so long. Um...
2: And for a uh, beer with coffee, it ages pretty good. A mm. couple of years and it still does fine. Because a lot of time Oof. coffee can get sometimes, like, a little bit vegetal,
0: oh. like over time
2: it, with o- like the oxidation makes it weird, a bit strange. It's it earthy and like starts tasting like kind of like not old broccoli, but like it has like a there's something that just doesn't work. Except for Peche. paché is magic. Paché is just perfect. It, it is. is def- That's what that I was beer saying to so well.
0: I can put stated. a beer in the hallway, Steph. If you like, Steph actually lives in yeah, the building. Yeah,
1: Steph, do you want us to drop a beer in the hallway for you? In the you? Building?
0: Yeah. <laughs> my neighbors are not putting are not out, putting <laughs> out. <laughs> he said right, my neighbors, neighbors are putting, putting out. out
1: Steph do you want I'll drop you a beer in front of your door
0: I can pick something from the fridge and chuck it out if you want yeah. to um,
1: social distancing so, practices
0: you know you Put yeah, exactly. them at your friend's door put doors, anything knock on his door just make sure you have to wash it because you never know yeah, if I don't have COVID yeah. you never know um, so we're talking about the, actually do you know what's an interesting question sorry you just talk about that we had... so Someone gave me... I don't want to talk about this brewery because they are problematic, but uh, the biggest brewery in Michigan... I know in what it Michigan. is. Because you said... Pro- okay. I don't want to say their name. I don't want
1: to say their name because they're problematic. The biggest in Michigan. <laughs>
0: you know who I'm talking about? Who are problematic? Flounders? That, that could be them. <laughs> yeah. So I had their main uh, stout. Um, they this guy's so funny he's like do it now you know what I like thanks uh, just um, what are you gonna do oh, Tell, show me and I'll yeah. tell you um,
2: give, him the, give him the rare stuff that Craig doesn't want you to get
0: rid yeah, of just give him the stuff I never I, I would never share with anybody even if someone came over and they wanted half a glass like, no. <laughs> give him that stuff no worries about COVID he's the Hulk you know what beautiful
1: it
0: has to be IPA PLL right yeah see what's going on in there it's gotta be something um Still waiting. She's looking, Steph. She's looking. So I had their main beer and it was like – it had that soya sauce. I think it happens – unfortunately happens to, to Stout's the first one. I have another bottle but it's probably at the very least at three years old. It's a 750. Um, I'd be worried that it is kind of like up. Ah, uh, you'll never know until
2: you try it. Sometimes um, –
0: Either
2: or. Keep
0: that one because I haven't had that. Either either of those or whatever you feel. Okay. You can do them both if you want. Yeah,
1: I'd say two for good
0: luck. Huh? Yeah,
2: two for good luck.
0: Yeah. Steph, she's coming. She's going to drop it at your door and just knock, two okay? Two <laughs> for Steph. Look at that. Lucky he's a good man. He's a, he's a you know He's a good bloke. He's a good bloke. Got to keep him drinking. here got to keep him.
1: Uh, he's got to open
0: him... up with us if he's on the podcast. Okay? Yeah, right? Fuck. Um, so, like. What, what causes the, so- do you know what causes that soya sauce and how, because now I was just thinking about that um, Kentucky bastard from 2014. I'd be pretty upset if that beer, cause I know it's fire. And if that tasted like soy sauce, it's, that's a shame, right?
2: I think the four, uh, the 14 could, I'm pretty sure the 16 will be fine. That high alcohol helps. I think, um, I remember reading a book on aging beer at one point and I'm probably going to get this wrong, but I believe it has to do with the, um. The the super dark malts, so the
0: dark malts do it. Okay.
2: Uh, yeah, like it, it's something to do with those really dark malts. For whatever reason, when they start oxidizing um, over time, it could start creating that umami flavor in the beer. Mm,
0: okay,
2: um, but like the actual chemical reaction, I'm not really totally sure. But I've definitely tasted it. I. Yeah. I find usually what ends up happening is when 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 you get the soya sauce thing it's really unpleasant and almost undrinkable, yeah but usually in my experience tasting old stouts they usually start going off I find when you lose all those roasted flavors and you start getting really really strong sherry flavors mm. and that they that kind of takes over from what the beer was but it it's also a lot about personal taste because. I have some friends who are fine with that kind of profile on an older stout, whereas in for me, I kind of miss that coffee, chocolatey thing because it starts over time. I feel like depending on the beer and depending on the alcohol content, when you hit like the the two year mark, um, then it's you start losing the that. I'm not. I'm talking about a beer let's say that doesn't even have coffee, but you start losing that chocolatey and that coffee thing, and you start getting way more of that sherry pork Fortified wine thing, Mm -hmm. and you you kind of lose out on on what you want the stout to be to begin with. Whereas in something like a barley wine, barley wine quads, um, they already have a little bit of that. So when you start bringing in that sherry profile, I probably it marries better. It's still I find when you start hitting that like three four year mark, even barley wines and stuff, I find it's too much for my palate, Hmm. and they start getting thinner and more sweet. um, So it doesn't always work. But for stouts, I feel like I eat stouts after a year. Or t- I don't like keeping them for more than a year or two, even though I have a bunch up here that are older than that.
3: <laughs> um,
2: but there are also exceptions. Like right. I had a um, like a four or five year old Hellwoods recently, and it was phenomenal. It's perfect. Okay. So, and and like Peche, um, anything from Ciel, I don't know what they do, but their beers rarely fall off within three or four years. So
0: interesting. Okay, that's yeah. good to know. I've got got those ones I've got in the in the behind the camera here is my little cellar area. I've got a few ones in uh, in the beer fridge I've kept for a while. I specifically kept one of my favorite stouts ever is um, Blood of Cthulhu from Soda City. I don't know if you've ever had it. It's like a stout with I think raspberry and cherries.
2: I haven't, but I've heard of it.
0: It's just so good. So I've got two different variant, two years of that. And I've got this other one from 12 West in uh, Arizona. My friend Phil from Brewhead sent me. And um, I want to do a three-way vertical with those three. I guess I need Tiff to help me with that one. night, Because yeah. they're all 10% or whatever. But um, I hope they're all kind of old by now. I hope they're all standing up. And I hope I haven't. You know, this like, quarantine, you're probably all just like, Ah fuck, man! I'm gonna get you into would, all my shit. Oh, well, we are
1: look how much we have not dove into the cellar. That's that, the but cellar that's right what I'm now. saying. Yeah, it's great.
0: Because that, well, that's actually a nice segue into one of the other things I want to talk about. I just was, want to touch on what yeah. Noah said. That's oh, please, exactly please. it.
1: That eventually these coffee styles, because that's my favorite type. Um, that I was saying, I had, did an interview today, and somebody was like, "Oh, what's your favorite like beer to sip on?" And I was like, "Oh, coffee stout." But that is true. When you wait too long, then it's like I guess a coffee bean is that cherry. So eventually, that starts mm. coming out, and it yeah. I don't like that flavor so there's a a period that you have to hit where things are good and then it goes into that direction which i don't enjoy at all
2: right yeah and luckily with anything like that um you don't have to worry too much if you're talking about you know a week to six months but Mm -hmm. depending on the beer if you're pushing like years then
1: four years or yeah a lot of
2: the time like especially coffee i find like stouts on so you have beer like barley wines, quads, those things, um, they they tend to just really last. Or obviously anything wild well, lambic can last forever, but even just wild beers in general don't always age super well. But um stouts to begin with, I don't find last too well after a couple years. And then you can throw coffee into that mix or any other adjuncts, mm-hmm. and I feel like that timeline gets shortened even more because the coffee thing like we were talking about can get really vegetal. Yeah, um, and the you start losing the roast pretty quick too. Like it, lo- but there are exceptions. Like I've had uh, this, the beer we're drinking right now. I've had with a year or two on it. It was pretty good, but you do start tasting that weird vegetal thing a little bit.
0: Right, interesting. I know this one's been around for a while, so like there definitely will yeah. be a few uh a few variants that were kind of older. Maddie from Vox and Hop says, "Cheers, cheers, Maddie." Hey, Maddie.
1: Hey. Oh, Maddie's next week,
0: no? Yeah, Maddie's coming on next week. Look at that. Then we're going to do an orgy episode because I found out I can have everybody on at once. That yeah, would be I a like nightmare
1: that. to have five people in a podcast I'm going to have to control it. Okay. I'm like, going to have to be like – You have to run it like a panel and be like, okay, Maddie, you? Yes, i be like, okay, Noah. So define oh, right, what your you
2: beer as Noah.
1: <laughs> You're up. No, are you sleeping right now? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think we were talking about that, weren't we, though? like, uh, what, Was it you that I was talking about? I don't remember. I was talking about with someone – um and i I think it all depends on who you have on like if if you who you have on has experience with being on meetings for work then then they'll probably do a better good job right like me you nate i don't know how chris is um but even maddie with hosting a podcast it's like you know when to cut in and when not to and i wouldn't have random people Best,
0: right? yeah exactly right and i've seen the way matt has a uh regular of oh, steve oh what's the uh, echo sorry. is
1: tasty cheers
0: stefan we gave him an echo uh, uh hazy session ipa echo is good to jf stefan's loving that steve from sunday session brizzy is mate your fucking ledge maddie is like need to drive the ship yeah exactly so matt does a uh thirsty thursdays um a zoom session like a drink session so he controls it like that so matt knows how to how to control it for a podcast i would basically have you nate chris and uh, matt on at once so we could have that and the way i looked it up i haven't tried it so i'd want to test it beforehand and see if all you guys can just skype together mm. i think all we have to do is have a joint skype call and then this program automatically picks up the multiple skype um guests and then it will populate the All screen. Right. So I don't know how it does that. So I definitely want to test it beforehand because if that's a shit show, then I would just have to maestro that shit and just ask questions directed at everybody or it can. Like we've done podcasts one time, me and Scotty did three, me and him and three people. I was thinking of that one, which was a disaster. Yeah, it was such a bad one. It was a terrible one. <laughs> but everyone podcast. was really joking. Also, so
1: eCam is the software that we're using. So shout out to Stefan because he's the one that um put us all to the yes. software. yes oh is we have an affiliate
0: code so in the description if anyone is watching on youtube to put the description now because i'm going to put that in every video mm-hmm. it's actually pretty handy it's pretty dope to be able to do that so uh maddie said that would be sick yeah bro i'll, I'll keep you posted I'll, i got a couple i'm going to start to get some brewers in for a bit and then i'll come back and get everybody in break it up make it fun because clearly this is going to be our lives for a while um, yeah. So the the segue I was going to before was something that we had talked about. Where you messaged me the other day, and we just kind of feel a little overwhelmed. With um, I thought all the beer PR packages would just stop. I thought it would be yeah. like done for a while. Brewery, mo- mostly in the sense that um, breweries wouldn't be releasing this many new beers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they didn't have the the marketing expense to be able to continually to send different people beer for uh, for reviews and such, but. I feel like you and I are, uh, of anyone else, I know you get, we get a pretty similar amount as far as our platforms and what people want us to yeah. cover from, from different places. So I think like that's an interesting thing that brew I guess the, the, the kind of point here is that brewers are having a marketing budget still. And yeah. they're still finding that there's value in making sure that their new products, one, are continuing to come out and two, that the same people pre-quarantine are talking about it,
2: you know? Yeah, and I think maybe in, I, I, it That's just tough. occurred to me now, and I'm wondering if in Quebec it's just particularly challenging because a lot of breweries need people to go out there to those specific places and pick them up because they can't ship anything. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I was contacted, but in, in this during this whole time, like this work from home time, quarantine time, mm-hmm. um, I think five new kind of contacts contacted me to see if i wanted to taste what they were offering which i like you said i, I was really kind of thrown back by how yeah. much um but i think every, everyone's just hustling and they, and trying to stay alive and and like you said they see value in what uh what we do mm-hmm. and uh and still want to ship out beers i i I, th- I had kind of assumed like you that it would stop largely because, like, just going to to ship stuff can be challenging during this period and whatever. But I guess everyone's just kind of found a way to to do it.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of them do use, like, Canpar or or uh, PureLator or FedEx or whatever on top of Canada Post. If they have the business account with Canada Post, they just print out the label, slap it on, then can arrange for a pickup. So they don't even have to leave as long as they have a printer they can print out the shit and do it from the small business accounts and i know that the certain breweries mostly in ontario that i see in quebec they tend to use different services um which has been an interesting yeah i guess we were just like kind of surprised that they were doing it so it shows though and this comes back to the other thing we were saying earlier with like not being able to get hold of misorum or wood brothers or any of these hype beers that sell online um it's just a surprising thing that one people are still going out of their way to buy hype that breweries are still releasing new beers and that there's a huge demand for those new beers. Like that hasn't changed. The appetite for beer hasn't specifically evolved with the times as much as perhaps you would.
1: Yeah. There's two things I'd want to call out about that. One, please. the effects of unemployment have not been felt entirely yet. So we do not know what this like six to eight weeks where this lockdown has been happening what that effect will look like for the industry six months down the line. Like, what does yeah, it mean I, I, if I, all these people can't pay fourteen ninety five for a bottle of beer right now? Yeah. So there's something that we have to think about now that might not be felt right now, but could be felt later. Mm-hmm. And also, too, I actually think the smartest thing you can do is to leverage the cheapest forms of marketing that you can or the most cost-effective forms of marketing mm. that you can during a time like this. like That is going to be your competitive edge. And you so what you marketing. would do, it's like we have a relationship with these people. <clears throat> we know that they'll take care of us. We just need to send them beer. It's the cost of shipping, time, and the can, whatever that can price would be, which is not going to be that much in the grand scheme. Exactly. Wouldn't you Those do that? That's are great like, point. Those are the first things that you should Mm. hit because you're probably not going to buy. We've had clients who are like, we need TV ads. We need to be in the TTC now and have a billboard. And it's like, when it comes like this, where you need to pay attention to your money, this is going to be the most cost effective form of marketing that you can get, which is just having you two guys sitting and drinking the beer and talking about it. So it actually is the smartest thing you could do right now. That's when you're like,
0: okay, we need to go grassroots to the public. She (laughs) does know. Stefan says she knows. (laughs) That's why we keep her around, Steph. That's why we keep her around.
2: <laughs> no, you're well, right. and, and, and to tack on to what you were saying, Craig, it, the, the thirst, the you know, for lack of a better term, is still there and probably even stronger. I mean, I don't know about you, but I found myself drinking a bit more than I normally do. At first, no, because I was sick for a few weeks there at the beginning of all this, yeah, which was scary. Um, but after what that... What did you have there,
1: like, Noah? Sorry. I was <laughs> sick with what?
2: Ah... <laughs> uh, well, getting all into it, I had I had similar symptoms for a few weeks, but they weren't um, particularly intense. But they weren't bad enough that I could get tested, nor were they. Um, nor could I go get, I could go to the doctor either because I had symptoms that matched. COVID, so I was kind of okay. just stuck at home. I guess if like, okay. yeah. you rest with family
0: okay. Yeah, they've been the fine. They didn't yeah.
2: get anything. So I, I don't know. If, I don't know if it was if it was what it was or if it was not, but it was some kind of respiratory bug that I yeah. had for almost 3 weeks. Jeez, kind of hazed,
0: that's interesting. Kind of crazy. Yeah. It's so fine to say. It not, yeah, it was kind of wild, right? Like you, at
2: least you got through it. Yeah, exactly. Um uh, but what uh but yeah, it's it, I I think either you have people who are still getting their, their existing salary and those people are bored and working from home and drinking more and then coupled with people who maybe are not working at all but getting unemployment and I'm not going to call them not being responsible with their money, whatever, <laughs> if everyone does what they want, but like maybe people are just going wild and ordering shit. Like, everyone's at home all day and yeah, they're bored and like I don't know about you but when I look at social media all I see is jokes about everyone drinking constantly I mean oh, that's yeah. just that's the beginning of all this and I know mean, well, a lot of that's tongue in cheek but I think there's an underlining truth, truth to all to that it. coupled with like all yeah. the mental health issues that are going to come as a result of this and oh, what do we yes. all self medicate we self medicate by drinking alcohol and yep. pot and that stuff right
0: that's a good so. fucking point, bro. The the I haven't had anyone mention that before. The mental health implications of this. We're all going to have a mild form of PTSD for sure. I think oh, we don't question. realize it yeah. because it doesn't feel that bad because we're not, we're not essential workers. We're not healthcare. We're not fucking fighting the good fight. We're promoting beer and staying whatever inside. the fuck online, staying yeah. inside, like whatever. What I've had to do personally for my own to create a routine and to create some sort of well-being because as you know, I get – I kind of get sick a lot. So what I've yeah. tried to do, I've actually been good for the last little while
2: because I've Well, start- you're not getting any germs too, which is good.
0: Because I'm hardly going anywhere. I mean typically I don't go anywhere anyway. I'm very rarely on the bus. I would go to get my hair cut. We'd go to the supermarket. I don't go many places. But – well, aside from traveling. Then we travel then.
2: You know, yeah, you're going everywhere, man. <laughs> that's yeah. a good. That's
0: actually yeah. a good point. When I'm in the city, I go nowhere. When I'm traveling, we go everywhere. Yeah, true. But I've I've locked myself in to Tuesdays, Thursday, Friday, Saturday drinking. Every any other day, if you want to drink on a that's Sunday, cool. so that's why you boys were like, yeah, you want to talk Sunday? Yeah, cool. But I'm not going to drink. And yeah. I'm being like strict with that. Um, is saying, as long as I had beer, I am cool too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I took
1: Stefan's my champion right now. He I knows what's up. He's rapping. Take care. I take that delivery, okay? That's right? special, the delivery. special
0: delivery. So Stefan, we're going to get those miso, we're going to get the beer, bro. I told you about <laughs> it. Yeah, but like I find that um, that's been really helpful to try and like keep a strict drinking uh, regimen that doesn't really go past that. If I haven't been feeling good if you, a couple weeks, last week, I think, I wasn't feeling great. Mm-hmm. I felt a bit run down. So I skipped Tuesday, and then I was good to go by the Thursday. So then you end up having four days in a row, and I find that having like three days on, then having two days off, one day on, one day off, then back to three days on, it's a it's a nice balance for me. It worked well. And I found that to be a, um, I'm not, uh, what's the word? You know how sometimes you're not drinking, and I maybe like Tiff would drink when I'm not, I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, fuck, man, that
1: what That's generally me. Like,
0: she, she would feel like that when she has I a night up, off when if I'm, I'm drinking. If a night off and I look if over you drinking, I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, and then she's like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to drink. <laughs> And like, I'm like, fine, if you're forcing me, and you're like, I had said nothing. Like, I said nothing. I'm just here. <laughs> but I find that's a really interesting way to do it, and I've like, I'm have like, i not sure if anyone else is, is sort of finding that because I know that more people than not have said that they've been drinking more during this period because it's obvious. Like you said, it's like most people aren't used to You're not used to being home this much. You're not yeah. used to having – you said you have three hours a day of uh, travel time typically, right? So you've got three, three and hours. And three and a half. Three and a half. Goodness. So you've got three and a half, almost four hours Back of your life every day, yeah. Which you probably have struggled at yeah. initially to know what the fuck to do with yourself.
1: Well, I hope you sleep more. Yeah, I hope you sleep well, more I have, too. I
2: have kids, so oh, right, right. So you yeah. have so to hang out I mean, with your kids. Well, that's beautiful, um, right?
0: That's that's a great. Uh, it is.
2: It is. It's. Uh, it's the. <laughs> it's the thing. This whole thing has a huge silver lining. Um, there's so many positive things in my household that have happened as a result of this
1: it's great huh? my kids
2: never never played together um and now they play together all day every day they chase That's each other around they wrestle they
1: interesting.
2: they argue maybe a bit more but the the amount that like if they argued this much before and played this much before now they argue this much but like play, play together that uh... much you know Right. Were uh, they
1: in different, like, one was in daycare, one is in kindergarten, is that why? So they weren't hanging out uh, with each other enough to want to, like, play with each other?
2: Yeah, and just, like, and it's it brings up a lot of guilt, um, almost talking about it, but, like, because I have that, uh, we have that travel time, um, they're in school and daycare for 11 hours, 10 to 11 hours a day, mm-hmm. so when they get home, they're fucking tired, too. So when I, I would get home, I'd come in, and I'd start cooking, and they would be like, fuck off, I'm going to play on my tablets, because we just spent the entire day not on screens, we want some screens. Mm-hmm. So they would get their screen time, and then we would eat, sometimes we would eat in front of the TV, sometimes we eat as a family, whatever, and then it's getting t- ready for bed. So like, they don't have time to interact in a real way until the mm-hmm. weekend, mm-hmm. now, for... How has it been? Six weeks, five weeks. At least, weeks. yeah.
0: At They're
2: least six guests. Uh
1: like at least by like March sixth to eighth ish is when we went to Vermont and like we shortly after then everything I think the official
0: date is March fifteenth. Well, I think that's where everyone manages it from. So So therefore then, yeah. do you do you think as someone who and you are a very unique person, you work for a company that makes this a, like teleconferencing software, yeah. which is fucking like you guys are, you know, must be a good time yeah, for doing, you guys. Doing all right. We're doing well. So do yeah. you think that when, say when things are allowed to come back, do you think they will be more, you'll be more comfortable? I mean, this is really off topic for beer, but like, do you think you'll be able to continue to, to work from home for a bit? Because I I would imagine for you, it sounds like one, it would, you know, you'd get a little bit more rash. You get to see your family and your, your you know, your missus more and your kids more. Like, it seems like it's a whole bunch of positives for, for you personally. Um... I probably like,
2: can't get into it too much here, just because uh, yeah, but, it's work-related stuff. But in theory, my job could 100% be done from home. Um, however, there are some reasons why they want people in the office. So I don't know what's going to happen after this. I have a fe- I have a feeling that things are just eventually going to become back to normal. Back to the the That's what my theory is. That I'm yeah. have to be uh, at work. Yeah. But uh, all all this to say. I would love to be able to work from home because I, I would save myself three and a half hours a day and it would be so much better for my family. Yeah. Whereas in Jenny works in at McGill and, and all of her meetings are in person and they're getting by with Zoom and all that. But literally all day, every day, I sit there on calls like this and I don't do video. I just get on audio and I talk to people that aren't in my office. I'm surrounded by people in my office, but I don't interact with them in any yeah. outside from just socially. Um so I don't need to be in the office, but I have a feeling that once this is all back up and running, that I will have to go back into the office again, unfortunately, but it is what it is.
1: Okay. I, yeah, that's but- interesting. You know, like I think um, what this time should have served was to really show people how redundant certain things were. And yes. a lot of things, and I hate this so much, it's just things are done because it's always the way they've been done. And that's not an excuse for doing something. Well, Oh, we always did it this way. Like, I was always paying $27,000 in rent a month to house these people who could all work from home. There are so many companies that are thriving. Slack is a great example. Google just announced that all of their employees are just going to work through to 2021, and they'll reevaluate 2021 when everyone needs to come back into an actual physical office. Because it does not matter. One of our clients, 1,200 employees, they're all working. We're Zoom calling. We're talking on Slack, Asana. You don't actually need to be there. And I do think it's cool every now and then to have that physical, like this touch point in person. But did your business struggle? Did you guys fall apart? No, you adapted mm. and it works. So in the end, it is actually redundant. I have two issues with this. It's redundant from a time perspective. So like you're mm-hmm. you're traveling, for example, for you three, and, three hours, three and a half hours to get to someplace for what reason, really? You don't actually need to be there. The work can be done when you're not there. But two, I just keep hearing too many people talk about like spending time with their family and how they enjoyed this. And it's like, you should always be No, that's not fair that you're not always enjoying your family because why do you have them there so that you enjoy them when they're 19 and you're 65 or something? Like, what is the point of that all? So we had a brewer that was like, Hey, like because of this, I'm watching like my daughter grow up, and it's cool because I didn't get to watch my first daughter grow up, and now I'm watching the second one, and wow, it's really nice to like see them as a baby and stuff. I'm like, that is really sad to me that you have these yes. children, you don't even get to this enjoy their is, like, existence. I'll
0: tell you later, someone you know. Yeah, said someone this you says.
1: know. But when he said that, I was just like, that is so sad that you're like have to talk about how amazing of an experience it is to watch the child you give, you bring into the world when you should always be able to yeah. do that, you know, especially fathers, cause they're not getting, when they get a minimal paternity leave, you know?
2: Yeah. Well, and that's one of the reasons why I never go anywhere, um, is because my, I mean, my, it's partly because my work week is so long and I only see my kids for like two hour, two, three hours a night during the week that like the idea of going out all day on a Saturday or a Sunday means like, I don't see them. And this is the most important time of their life and mm-hmm. so i i kind of went back to it like this probably couldn't be better timed in the sense for for my family because you know if they were teenagers they'd just be in their room playing fortnite um and trust me I'm, like my son wants to do that but um, <laughs> and he does but uh all all they want all they want all day is me all day mm. Me or or, uh, or jenny and uh that's kind of unique and, and challenging but Uh, also amazing right like i get to i get to be at my desk i I get up before my kids and then i get to be at my desk and then they both wake up and they come over and they just like get on me and hug or whatever like i don't it's great
0: yeah Um, yeah that's
2: dope that's how it should be that's how it
1: should be i feel like that's really nice that's what it is if you're a dad you should be able to enjoy the dad role or something like you should be able you shouldn't be like hey i birthed you see you guys when, when you're 17 and come home and, like, I don't know, like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Like, this should be the but, way that it is.
2: But, I mean, you, you brought up such amazing points in the sense that, like, this challenged our ability to work remotely. And mm-hmm. clearly yeah. it's working out mm-hmm. just fine. Just like, both fine. of us exactly. are working, out, working from home full time at the same time. And we have kids that are of challenging ages. Mm-hmm sorry I, sh- I i should preface that if if Edie was like three or younger this would be a different situation but the fact that she's five and my son is eight mm-hmm. um it's it's doable it's challenging that, you know sometimes i'm in a meeting and they're screaming at each other and like that's not easy yeah but <laughs> um the fact that we can do this it's almost and it's interesting what you're saying before because it's almost as if the technology w- has been has been getting there for the last let's say three four years but people didn't realize yeah so that when the fact that this happened now and everyone's like oh we just have to pay for this and then we can do it all from home like <laughs> yeah, like we've been selling comfort like that's what i've been doing for the last 13 years is selling conferencing and and i mean everyone's jumping on zoom and the video thing and whatever but you don't even necessarily need the video thing like you don't yeah. you don't even have to necessarily see each other you just need to talk and uh, and but if you want the video components obviously there but like mm-hmm. there are all these like these these industry uh, enterprise level conferencing components that like are very accessible and easy mm-hmm. to use and like anyone can work from home i mean you guys have been working from home forever yeah, yeah. 5 years now. i
1: spoke to pinterest like uh, yesterday I had a call with Pinterest yesterday and just had a call with like Facebook. Both have not, we have not seen each other. I have a Facebook marketing person on our team helping us. Never seen her. I know where she lives. She's in Niagara. She's so cool. Like I didn't know they even had offices or anything out there. Why do I need to see her? What What more value yeah. could she have provided to me, even by video, for example? I don't yeah. need to see her by video. But two, what well, did I need to go and travel to go see her to for her to deliver value? Yeah. No, it's what's efficient. Yeah. It makes the most sense. It just makes the most sense that I dial in, and here we are. You yeah. know. So Stefan
0: actually said that BMO is doing the same thing. He said BMO too. So maybe BMO oh, their gonna those, uh, oh, Google.
1: awesome it's, are gonna be like. 20%. Yeah. I love that they're just like, you know, let's defer it to 2021 and revisit it then Yeah, because we already have the structure. Slack, I'm sure we'll go the same way too. Like
0: it's a hundred percent. Like something we've been working from home in pretty in July. It's five years since we've been mm. working full time for ourselves, like with no other safety net or anything like that. And, when we were sort of starting up i feel like it hasn't come up as much but i feel like there's some sort of judgment from potential clients or whatever we're like oh we'll come by your office and it's almost like oh we never had it we, we did have an office over the last year yeah but we barely but we got rid it. of it <laughs> because we barely went there and it was a, sh- a co-working space which was dope because we didn't use it in montreal that much but when, when we went to toronto we used it, and we, used S- it S- we used it in san francisco yeah like it's all over the world but there was a COVID case in the in the office place and they didn't communicate it well. I'm like, what's the point? So I'm like, why would you, why should we have, you know, Stefan is, is a great example. He's an entrepreneur since he's 18. He's never had a real job and he's in his Yeah, poor. I don't he's, think
1: Stefan, have you ever had an office in this like 30 year
0: career, 30 plus year career?
1: Oh, 30 years. Okay. 30 years.
0: So he's been working for himself for 30 years. I don't believe he's ever had a thriving job. business. He's like a mentor for us and a friend, yeah. but a mentor and wow. he's been guiding us. Uh, he's got like 155,000 subscribers on YouTube. He's dominating. Suckers have office spaces, <laughs> So people used to like judge us, bro. Like I really yeah. pissed us off that we used to have to feel um, – he's like, lol. We we used to feel guilty when we were like, oh, yeah. come meet us at a cafe for a coffee for a, for a thing. But now people are realizing it doesn't matter when everybody – are much more efficient because then you're closer to your kids. Your kids actually get to see you rather than all of us who grew up with uh, having to be in school or daycare, or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck it is away from your parents. So the kids are probably happier. You're happy because you get to see your kids. If you do have an opportunity to go somewhere, say you have a BFS or somewhere like you who is, so time constricted because of your travel and then you do want to see your kids you would have seen them so much during the week you won't feel as bad to run out for five hours right exactly and like you know what I'm saying like there's all these positive benefits of things Mm. and I think that that's a good point that you sort of both have made that uh, at the end of this I really hope people sort of like take away any judgment call because we have all the tools at the ready and and whatever Mm -hmm. your company or zoom or fuck zoom like i didn't even know zoom existed until we use like google hangouts (laughs) like i didn't need to because i didn't video conference with anybody. used facetime or like hangouts or whatever like i have a client who my client specifically now (coughs) excuse me that we use Hangouts every week we have Mm -hmm. our calls on hangouts or he'll just facetime me and be like whatever he needs Mm -hmm. like it's fine like we don't need anything complicated or expensive or any yeah. of that shit like if yeah. i was
1: an employee right now i would probably have been monitoring the last 6 to 8 weeks and when it time when the time came to be back in the office i would have been like this is how much work I completed extra in comparison to what it's like when I'm at an office and make an, and somebody a use comes case. and make a use case and be yeah. like, this is why I'm more productive at home and it makes more sense that I'm at home. Because when I think about myself in the office, I think about how many people came to stop and talk to me about nothing. So like,
0: oh, yeah. Think about the your time, time You take
1: out To just sit and talk yeah. another. You're actually more productive Just zoning in Sitting Fuck somewhere that. And zoning in And then signing off When you're supposed yeah, to Yeah like up. there's
0: just no point I feel like and it's kind And really cool. the
1: work week But that's like A whole other thing Should probably be like I mean the work day Should probably be like Six hours Not eight hours and that's, that's such that's an like, antiquated thing Think about the Facebook time That you have and all this stuff But when you're actually Just zoned in You do your just thing get your hours, done. You get your shit done bon, bon, And one done. of our clients What I've loved about them And they've been our, They've been doing this Since 25 t- 2015 One there's no travel Uh um, restrictions at all. You do whatever you do because everything's project based. You just know what you're supposed to do and you get it done. So if you're Tip, supposed I want to work for you <laughs> This is what I want for you gotta hire no one, for- <laughs> you no one out. Hey you're really oh. talented so I would love to. Um <laughs> but I think that's I think that's how you move into the new wave and this is what I'm hoping comes out of something like this. And yeah. everybody's like, wow the world didn't fall apart when we let Noah, for example, work from home. Wow, right? How oh, crazy exactly. of a notion. and yeah, I'm sure. And you said
0: something to me as well. You showed me the thing. You go, dude, I haven't had all this time, and I've caught up on all of these photos that you had to edit and, and do, and like the beer yeah. reviews you had to post. You're so you've been not, be not three only more and a half
1: hours of your day. exactly,
0: and now one okay. The worst thing is that you don't listen to as many podcasts as you used to. Fucking same more. with us, yeah. Same as us, but like you've been able to be more productive you're getting more beer content out which is more valuable for the beer people who you deal with just like we do you've been able to see your kids more you have probably got more fucking work done uh you just you know yeah. you get out of bed five minutes before you have to be there make your coffee or whatever and you sit down you do your shit like it's i don't know man it's just a whole new world and i hope it's uh
2: I hope well, something I've been getting changes. a lot more sleep, which is nice. I've been actually going to bed at almost the same time, but getting up an hour and a half later. So I've been getting almost an hour and a half more sleep every day. Which
0: is better. I bet you feel, feel better and like uh, probably less, I don't know, small things, less crankier because you don't have to sit there and these dickhead on the train that's got their feet up and blah, blah, blah. Like all those small little aggravations, microaggressions all day. Um yeah. Stefan is saying he had a factory runs. I was a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Someone invented high-speed internet.
1: For a reason. Oh, I guess you're saying like, uh, like yeah.
0: Boomer business practices have to go. That's exactly what it is. Boomer business practices. Have you breathed the air in MTL? Was biking and it just smells so clean. I haven't noticed because I've had a fucking face mask on my head every single time <laughs> I leave the house. Um, so I don't know yeah, about the maybe. air. Yeah, because well, we should be wearing masks. One concern, like we, I know we haven't talked a lot about beer for the last like 20 minutes, but um, I'm, I'm rather concerned. We got accused of being... Should we even bring that up or don't no, bring that up?
1: Oh, it's fine. On our YouTube channel, Craig told everybody to stay at home and we got accused of
0: being... Uh, promoting mainstream... Uh, propaganda, uh, propaganda.
1: <laughs> like promoting. I'm a,
0: This whole tattoo, I'm, where is it? On my arm, this is all about conspiracy theories. This is like, I, I genuinely...
1: Craig was pissed. I'm not a full conspiracy guy, but
0: like... Honestly, the 5G, I believe, I think the 5G isn't a great thing, but I I don't have any like connection between 5G and the COVID thing. Oh that no, is, that's just silly nonsense. Absolutely nonsense. It's, that's absurd. But like, yeah. And then these, someone accused us of, because staying home, like, okay, everyone's worried about the economy. Do you want to fucking die? Have you seen these cunts in the park who are like, <sighs> they just don't, there's cops always in the, we can see the park, so I'm gesturing this way because it's at our window. We have a park we can see from our window where we live near the mountain in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely ridiculous where there's people there. This is the, we have 50%, more than 50% of the cases in Canada and by far the most deaths in this region. So, like from the rich area, because those motherfuckers went to uh, Florida and stuff. And then you got the, the poorer area, St. Michelle and stuff, who have it all. So Montreal is the worst hit in all of Canada. And you go yeah. outside. We went to Parc Laurier the, uh, the other day when it was nice. That was a bad move, it was man. Rent. I've never been I've been scared for my life almost because there were so many people. So I many couldn't people believe had. it. I couldn't believe it.
1: Yeah, you can because it's Montreal. Of course Okay, you yeah, it's it. true. <laughs> this is just who they who Yeah,
2: they I mean I even uh, <laughs> drove to the grocery store on one of the – was it last Saturday? Was it last Saturday or Sunday that was gorgeous? Uh, I think it was Saturday. I, I think – yeah, yeah, that was
0: the
2: day we so. went for the walk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And even in El Pro, like I was just so surprised how many people were outside. And nobody's got a mask um, on. No one taking it no. seriously, man. No, I, I I've been wearing one um almost like, almost out of just respect, like Yeah. You know, just yeah. You know, um but to 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 your original point there of being kind of attacked, I feel like you you'd be damned either way, right? Yeah. yeah. Like if you if you even Suggested that um, we were being too cautious, then you'd have the other side railing on you, right? Yeah. So I, I think you I, I wouldn't think too much of it. Like you can't, you can't win. Yeah. Right. Like because you're you're gonna have these two sides of this whole thing. Like yeah. anything like, yeah. that are just gonna tear into you no it matter, matter what. As Stefan
1: no said, um, Stefan commented and said it's probably a Twitter user, and the, I'd probably say Reddit.
0: Yeah, it's more of a Reddit. <laughs> If Twitter I is one, but geez, there's like yeah.
1: another deeper level. We're ready. Like to I get, with. I absolutely get the conspiracy
0: <laughs> side because the whole thing about the conspiracy you don't want with the, the 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 thinking is that the government is trying to control us and manipulate us into doing things that we otherwise wouldn't do in an ultimate goal of control. Right now, we're all controlled and we're told to stay home, but like this virus is real it's not fake so okay so whether it was put here by some conspiratorial reason or it was in a lab and they let it go whatever the fuck happened we don't really know whether it was from a guy eating a bat or Fucking or anything. It else. was a guy eating a Probably, I believe yeah. that. I don't. Yeah. I. I don't believe it all. I really feel like the truth is generally in the middle, and I think there are some conspiratorial shit going on, but there are also some greedy motherfuckers I think who want to keep the cons- world a certain way.
1: Conspiratory. For those on the podcast who can't see, I'm putting up quotation marks. I think that part <laughs> of it. <laughs> I just want to let people know. No, no. I think that part of it comes with this. The you know the never let a good a tragedy go to waste. Yeah. I think the conspiracy is going to come in that because, say, for example, if your issue is like, oh, my gosh, you're going to push vaccines on it. Of course you're fucking going to push vaccines on it because vaccines make a lot of money. So in this tragic situation that's happened, why, as a pharmaceutical company or people invested in pharmaceutical companies, wouldn't you use this to your advantage? Am I going to invest in the stock market? We did. Things happen, shit started plummeting. It's not like we wanted people to get sick and fail, but obviously this opportunity is here to purchase lower while the market's on sale. We're going to take advantage of it. It's not a conspiracy. It's just something that has happened and some people are taking advantage of it and doing what they need to do to leverage it. Exactly. And then there's the rest of us who are like, just stay the fuck home so we can have a summer in Montreal because summer is two months here. But so can we people, fucking yeah, have a summer in Montreal? They can't relax. Can they can't hold themselves
0: home? back. And they won't stay home. And yeah. you see them in the park. And every single day, it snowed today. And then two hours later, they are in the park. And I'm like, they need to chill. Yeah. Sorry, Stefan is saying, I use a scarf, went to three drugstores, no mask, bad. See, bad and you Stéphane.
1: using a scarf is good, that's fine. Like, people use scarf, we use Vendaz. My mom had to send us, like, some secret shipment of a bunch of gloves of and like masks. like, the, <laughs> the proper mask. Not in It just felt like, fuck, look, look, look we're getting on the other side here, like, from Toronto. Right? Uh, Stefan's
0: saying, where's Noah from? Noah, you're from Quebec, but you, where you live in Ill Peru.
2: I'm from Montreal. I grew up okay. in the West Island of Montreal, and right now uh, I live in Il Perot. Il Perot. And he says. X Files, Bat <laughs> Files. <laughs> but anyway, it's sort of like it's a crazy
0: time. It's super hectic. I just want people to take it serious because, like, think about this, right? We we Tiff and I travel a lot, like we're saying, and this summer we ain't going to be traveling. All the things we had planned, they're all cut. Everything's, Everything's gone canceled. because the world is canceled. So yeah. the only thing we have in our life is going for a walk, and now I feel. Going for a walk is stressful because that's the one time we don't wear a mask. We only wear a mask when we go into public spaces. We go for walks in side right. streets around our area in different neighborhoods. We go to Plateau or Myland or Outremont or something, and there's always people around, and we're always zigzagging across streets because there's like all these people here, and like fuck, and oh, Stefan says good beard. Good beard. She's you like, have a good beard. that
1: guy know from Montreal? Good beard. Good beard. Good beard. Good beard.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> why we have him on. That's why we have him on, It's, it's a, a pretty powerful beard. It's a, it's it's a really powerful. solid beard. A really solid beard. Look at it. <laughs> Great. It's not even a neck beard. It's only partial neck. Yeah, it's keep just that like, neck clean. It's just a, yeah, it's good. It's good. Great, great beard. <laughs> it's a profile. high
1: quality beard for sure.
0: <laughs> anyway, whatever. It's an interesting fucking time, and it's like, uh you know, it's um, it's unprecedented, and it's. it's sucks uh, nice for us because
1: we're just going to be some of the the last people opened in the end, really Montreal? technically, because nothing's going to open if we just ah. keep having cases increase because nobody fucking stays home. Whoa.
0: Oh, you're gonna bust out some JMO. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Hey Jemo, you know what? Do it. I need a piss so Peche bad. Peshay Jemo, you hear about Oh, like, okay,
1: can you come over here? Oh, we can't see it over there.
0: There we go. So it's aged Cask in. Casamates is
1: all it says. Yeah. Irish whiskey. Oh, so that
0: was the
2: whiskey that was aged in oh, the Peshay barrel. So I'll they s- did Peshay aged in oh, Jameson barrels, and then I think they took those barrels and sent them and back. Then Jameson, the and then aged the Peshay in there, yes, yes, yes. Jameson in the the Peche Jameson barrels. Yeah.
1: They have like a pretty good partnership going on because I actually work with yeah. uh, one of the it's like the marketing companies on my other side for Jameson, and I noticed that that was one of the things that they were pushing, which was the GDCL collaboration. They're just very good with the collaborations in that sense, but yeah, that, really- um, that I've never had, and I feel like sorry. So is it? Just it it's out. just Jameson in a whiskey barrel, right? I'm sorry, it's just Jameson.
2: So it's. I think it's. And, I, and someone, please correct me. I believe it's Jameson aged in barrels that had Peche in them. In
1: them. Okay. Yeah. That feels to that seems like that makes sense. And I like cask mates for that reason. Stefan, uh, who's commenting, it says powerful and nice. Oh, powerful the beard. Yes, the beard is powerful. But also yeah. nice for the beer. You're a big CL fan. You know, because we take, we've taken yeah. you to a few Peche days. Um, and yeah, that's a huge event. And it's just one of the best beers in the world. Yeah. How is that? I haven't Great. seen that anywhere. I need to trying to get my hands um, on that. It
2: just came out like maybe two weeks ago. Okay. So check um, check on this at the SAQ. Um, there's a lot around, around the province now.
1: Okay.
2: Um, I liked it so much that I had a friend who was going to get me a second bottle today. I'm just going to say it. Oh, all it. right.
1: Here. Oh, I definitely oh. need to get that then. Oh, I see this limited edition. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm I, I, I not Irish a big Jameson whiskey. fan, and so that's
2: well, why I originally any? only can got the first barrel SAQ, or the first points. bottle. And then when no. uh, when I tasted it, uh, I really enjoyed it. So um, it's really funny I, because, because I, I don't feel know if like it'll ever happen again.
1: Yeah, and I feel like Jameson is just really funny. I love that they did that cuz that's like the Montreal drink of choice.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, live in like, Montreal like, here.
1: Like, Toronto too. I don't think no, when no, I to was well, in Toronto, I'm, Jameson wasn't pushed as hard. When I moved to Toronto, I was like, why is everyone obsessed me to with Montreal. getting freaking Jameson shots? Like, no, I, I found don't that
0: want to shoot whiskey in Canada? Football, no, just a Canadian thing. <laughs> so when I first moved, I was going out a lot because I was single. I was and we met her, I met Tiff 6 months after I moved here. So I was going out all the time, meeting new people, like going out, met these boys, like, yeah, we're fucking going out, boom, boom. And every single time, I was like, cool, just get a beer and we'll get a JMO shot. I'm like,
3: fuck, oh, fuck. I didn't even <laughs> like, I don't like
0: shots. Like, I don't like it at all. And everyone was just always doing them. Like, Ooh. why do you keep doing the shots? I was like, should I save some of this for a photo or anything? Or, like, because we have no beers for the photo. Oh, shit. That's why I was saving this. Okay, fine, yeah, yeah. And then we can have some of that so we drain that other one.
1: Here, put it in so a silky blend. Um,. So-
2: no, yeah, so I'm. Get yourselves I'm... a bottle of uh,
1: this. No, I'm definitely. I just checked it out. I just went over to 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 the SAQ to see where it's available. So that's good. We'll be. Able it's to... only forty bucks.
2: We'll, is it at any hour? Let
0: me some. ask you this,
2: uh, Mister Thorne. Yes, sir. Do you drink any spirits?
0: Yeah, I do, but I don't do it often. So mm-hmm. if I was going to have, um, I really Tiff got me onto gin. I vomited off Seagram's gin when I was 16 with my boy because uh, I was bigger to hip hop and Snoop had gin and juice, so we bought Seagram's and we got fucked up right. off in a party. I vomited everywhere, never really drank it again because it was such a bad experience. And then Tiff got me onto it and I love um, small batch gin, with, uh, particularly with the small batch uh, tonic and the, the fun tonics that they yeah. make. Different flavors. Jim, we go to Dylan's in Niagara all the time. We go to Four Pillars in Yarra Valley in Melbourne, yeah, Bar whenever Hill, we go to there. Bar Hill in um, Bar Hill Vermont. And Vermont. Bar Hill, dude, was out of control. control. Oh yeah. my God. Um, uh, it's just ridiculous so a I'm a big period. fan of gin We went to a uh, distiller In Uray, Colorado Called KJ and W KJ Wood yeah, that's And they had this uh, The gin was amazing But they had this rye, rye And the rye incredible. We've got like a drop Like yeah. half an ounce I don't even know why like, I'm don't holding to really on to model.
1: legit A half an ounce Just because I don't <laughs> 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 want to End up I pointless
0: We can't get it again But like I'm so just like Oh we're not going to so
1: Colorado For a long time I
0: feel like if I didn't And this is something That you only you would understand If I didn't have the same level of things to do in this in the realm of beer with regard to content creation. Mm-hmm. I would certainly uh vary up my uh alcohol, like I would drink whenever I go to the wineries with Tiff. I actually quite enjoy it because I was like, I don't yeah. have to drink beer for once, I can sit here and drink wine all day. I'm usually the driver, so I would just sip her. and stuff. you don't have to take a bunch of photos and I have to take photos. Yeah. Steph said he got arrested on tequila. That's... Please
1: break down that story for us, Stephon. Tell us about that, I'd like to know a lot more about that.
0: But yeah, so I, like, I, would pref- I would like to drink more spirits, but I just I feel so indebted. I have so much to do with the beer. I don't. Um... Do you know what I want? like okay, an interesting thing. I've, I look, should point... look
1: it's, I, like even Noah drinks
0: Drinks spirits that shit. No, I love and it. it. I still, no,
1: but I'm still, it still has GDCL. It's attached to GDCL. Right, still got to do it. And somehow you worked <laughs> beer in there somehow. Right? Yes.
0: Okay. That's I that makes <laughs> It's the only way to do it. I got. Um, so I know you're into marijuana. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a fan. I do not smoke. I have not smoked for eleven years. But I participate in all sorts of edible. You like to talk about. To be honest, you?
2: I'm not we'll even talking about into marijuana. You know. Okay. Well, once is... I, maybe once every two weeks, I'll take like a bong to, That's about my, the extent of my marijuana consumption. So I
1: can't, can. talk about, he can't talk about. Or you well you it can't talk about. Well, you can't talk about the tequila thing. Okay, we'll talk about like, it offline. We'll talk about offline. offline. <laughs>
0: So um, I got this stuff It's basically a 2-milligram uh, THC soda, and I had it before. So I just ordered a couple more. So what – and my friend Rich – you you met Richard, didn't you? Did you meet Rich? Yep. Yeah. So Rich, I, I told him to get it. So I get the sprays. I get the oils. I buy yeah. gummies from elsewhere, and I get these, uh, these sodas. So what I want to do, I want to have a night where – they're only 2 milligrams, so they're super light. So what I want to do is add gin and some um, – like lime or something to these sodas. So the soda gets you high, the gin gets you drunk and then have like two or three of those all night. And just like, I feel like it's the most perfect middle ground situation. Cause most nights now I'll take us I got them the mouth spray and I got the indica and the sativa. So the indica's been like, I tried it last night for the first time I had some earlier tonight, but I know that it won't kick in until later. So I, it hasn't kicked in really yet because I don't want to be high usually for when I'm doing content cause I'm right. awkward and shit um which is only for
2: paranoid or whatever
0: not really paranoid only if i'm out and about i guess uh but like i get a little awkward or whatever the Mm fuck. but like i enjoy the mildness and i like the um stefan says don't talk to him him about edibles i gave him one night night we went to Bira. this is before i was doing a lot of beer content so i didn't really know them uh I gave him a chunk of uh, – I used to make weed cookies at home before I started being able to get all this other fun stuff. Edibles legal.
2: are the worst thing. <laughs> no,
0: <fucking> they are <laughs> the best thing and it's only bad if you fuck up and you don't know what you're doing. So he fucked up. He took a big chunk from me and he's like uh, – he, I was like, I pulled that one out. I got to it. a bit big. He's like, "Oh yeah, whatever. I'll take it. And he take it. Oh, man. We had to leave Bira, He couldn't – he, he got like – it hit him hard. Poor guy. I fucked him up. I didn't mean to. So, so I, edibles I, my, are bad. my ex – oh, sorry. No, I'll say edibles are only bad if you do it wrong. But continue to tell me tell me about it. But
2: I feel like it, I've never had a good experience with an edible. So, like I, I, you know, when I I don't smoke a lot of weed now. But when I was younger, I smoked a shit ton of weed and like daily uh, weed consumption. But it was always smoked. And the the two or three or four times I ever did edibles. It was always an awful experience. It always lasted way too long and I was exhausted and I just didn't want to move and it was always terrible. Um, My ex, who I did a lot of drugs with and she was way more into more hardcore drugs, so she'd done like everything under the sun and always been fine. And the one time I ever had to save her like off uh, a bad trip was off eating a fucking weed cookie. <laughs> like I had to go and like pull her off a couch and like put her in a car because she couldn't move. So anyway, like for me, edibles have always been the worst, but I know she probably to your point, it's understanding like how that edible is made and how much, you know, because it was always just a clusterfuck back then, right? Oh, you just threw yeah, a, yeah. a bunch of weed with like, cookies ah, or whatever on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, if people were actually throwing of weed. I don't necessarily like smoking anything. Smoking sucks. So, it's um, I, I have enjoyed at one point Jenny was getting these um, kind of like throwaway weed pens where it was just yeah, like vape va- I, I liked those because there wasn't that harsh kick that you get from ingesting like a Car- like a carcinogen like when you actually like 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 yeah. the flour whatever but at least I, like even when you're when you're when you're smoking it that way like y- there's a control element and you know that you're gonna get hard but like i feel like anytime you're drinking or eating or like taking a pill or whatever it's just like this unknown to me that i'm just not comfortable with and maybe you can you can teach me your I'm thorny way happy.
1: yeah oh, man, my it's... worst highs
0: have been through edibles Right, but, t- so, but what Tiff is referring to back in the day, this is before we purchased yeah. professionally manufactured stuff. Yeah. Uh we would we had a few incidents where we took too much because it was someone else's shit. Every time it was someone else's like shit. Steph,
1: I see how we fucked you up, man, yeah. and I'm sorry. And I didn't this mean is- it. And I apologize he was
0: like he's cool about it, of no, course. No, but you but also
1: like, said it's fine, I'm sure. No, because it's fine. I
0: told him not to and he told me always trust the baker and he didn't trust the baker and thought he knew more. So Steph is a is a G with that. You he didn't but help yourself. No, exactly. <laughs> so I used to buy from I, – I smoked. I used to get sick all the time from smoking. It's why I get I got a lot of colds. So and my brother gave me in 2009, June 2009, I stopped smoking. No, sorry. I lie. October 2009, I smoked my last blunt for the f- last time ever. And in June 2010, like three months before I left for Canada, Brad gave me these cookies that his dealer made. And I was like, what the fuck? And I'm smelling my hands because I'm used to my hands smelling like uh, – Smoke or whatever when what I'm doing, I'm like, what the fuck? I feel the exact same thing, but I'm like, this is trip. It tripped me out, and uh, I blew my mind. So from then, I moved to Canada. I found some uh, this shop in Ontario, in Toronto, that was making them sort of some sort of shady under the table thing. It was copying them from them. And Tiff's like, why don't we make our own? I'm like, all right. So I started getting butt and we yeah, figured like out. Years, like we made some shit version. Or it's like it was way ourselves. cheaper. Yeah. So we started yeah. making our own, and the thing about making your own is that you're able to you kind of like learn the. Um, the 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 strength of them by. Just taking like a quarter at a time or a fraction at a time, you have to start slow. The problem is, people go, It's a brownie. It tastes so good. it couldn't stop. Shut the fuck up, you old Yeah, fucking my mom was in Jamaica. And someone gave
1: her a brownie. She was like, Yeah, a little weed brownie, not a big deal. then <laughs> she right. was like, I had to just like go home and just lie down. like go to Right, because her her people hotel don't understand. They just lie down. Because people back can't to control
0: bed. themselves. So everyone yeah. has so or many bad. Or some people could
1: eat more. That's the problem, too. They well, also they eat more because yeah.
0: they either don't know they weren't warned. Or, it, or they don't know because. To come it, on, so yeah, because everyone sits there and they wait half an hour, like, Nothing's happening. Let me have more, like it's not how it works man so you have to like even with the fucking the legal shit because i get oils sprays gummies beverages all of that and i know approximately i started experimenting i experimented with two milligram with five with ten with 15 and like i know what does what to me for me my body right and then that mm-hmm. changes like how how the effects are so if I was going too hard and trying to be a hard ass and have 20, 30, 40 milligrams, I would be fucked. i would be off my head and I wouldn't have a good time and I'd be pissed and I'd be like, fuck edibles," But like most people don't do it smart and that's the thing because like the oils... Like my brother, I watch him. He's a big smoker. So the, his entire night is surrounded by going somewhere, going outside, smoking, coming back in, yeah, enjoying the high for 10 minutes, and then spending the next fucking 15 minutes grinding and rolling and preparing for the next time you have to get high. Whereas I take my oil or my spray or my gummy at the start of the night, boom, never even think about it again. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty, I think, of the edibles that people don't understand.
1: It's also a different high, though. So It is a different like, high. Like, when you smoke, it's like you smoke and you get high, and you're probably high for like 30 minutes, if that's even being generous, perhaps. I can't remember. I did not even know. It's, it's, it's been, been a, while. a while for me, too. But, like, and it's also like it's really high in the beginning, and you just kind of, like, chill out, and you feel, like, kind of wavy. Yeah. But, like, when you have the edibles, it's, like, creeping on your body slowly and slowly. And it's, like, eight hours. You're, like, commi- yeah. committing it's when dope. you use edibles. Yeah, or that's what like I that, don't you know? like about it. Yeah, Is like God, I love that. It's
2: almost like taking mushrooms, which, you know, I used to pretty much enjoy, but... It's a commitment.
1: Yeah.
0: It's only a commitment if you get fucked up. So like, for example. Or
1: you have something you want to do the next day.
0: Oh, no. Or that night. Attention. So like, okay, for example, the oils. The oils, the, the little like vial thing. So you like, it's got the little squishy thing at the top. And I don't know what you call in Australia. We call it like a dropper, but it's kind of mm. like a vial. It's a dropper. Yeah. A dropper. <laughs> and you've got like 0.25, 0.5, 0.75 full thing. So I'm like, okay, if I go 0.25 and you put it and I usually hold it under my tongue for like a minute, I know that I can still write emails, I can still see, I'm everything's good, I've got this light buzz, I'm just like, I'm cruising for the evening. Yeah, I take and I can CBD still,
1: and CBD, I can still do everything I need to do.
0: Right, because CBD doesn't give you a high, well, but it makes yeah, you Yeah, CBD especially. It's chill,
1: that's too. what I like, it's just chill. But, but anyways, like yeah. with
0: the with the oil, if I'm like, oh, it's Saturday, I'm trying to get fucked up, I'm not doing one minute beer reviews, I'm just drinking a few beers and I'm just, we're going to watch Netflix that's and fun. eat and we're chilling. Then I'd be like, give me a, give me a full fucking thing or whatever. And I can, and I know it. So it's all about dosage. And there's, there's never been yeah. a time. I was saying to tiff the other night, it's so exciting. I have so many different weed products. There's so many. I'm so excited about it because <laughs> I'm like, so, what vibe do I want right now? Now i got the Indica and the Sativa spray. Cause I know the Indica gummies. makes me more chill and the Sativa right. is making me a little bit more like amped up. Heady the is gummy, like exactly. Chatty. Exactly. And then the gummies, this, the peach gummies give me one vibe and then the other gummies give me a different vibe. And then the fucking little, the the drinks I have in the fridge give me one vibe and I can mix that with some gin, which I haven't tried yet. Cause I want to have a whole night, not drinking beer and just have, um, the gin and, um, weed drink shit to see what that does. But I'm like, there's so many variants and I can control exactly how I get high. So there's almost no risk of getting too high Because I know exactly what does what And even Rich I, I I Rich asked me the other day He wanted to order some stuff I told him what I get And what I use He didn't know So I schooled him He bought all the stuff And I was like Rich gets the Steph say something funny? Oh
1: I just see what you guys see Oh you see
0: it here Oh 25% secrets of the universe Was revealed to me During oh, his edible high Yeah <laughs> Steph is fucked up bro Because I don't know if you've been to Bira Vera, But Bira's is very um, echoey like and he we could barely even talk and he's like, I can't feel my legs. Man. He's like,
1: we need to leave. I have we, we need to <laughs> leave. I'm like, No
0: problem, bro, let's get and out And I
1: know that life. I know when you're Because 'cause we've done it had for. it before oh, But it's like you, you, there's man. no excuse in, in
0: twenty twenty once again I the feel bird. like in 2020, yeah. there's no excuse to be too fucked up because there's so many ways to measure exactly what dose you want. But you're you still going to take
1: the risk of getting fucked up, right?
0: But test. what I said to Rich, who hadn't done it before, and Rich is a beast. He's like a skinny dude, but he drinks more than anybody I know. He's a fucking machine. Mm-hmm. He, apparently, he's a red-haired dude, and gingers have a gift for being able to <laughs> consume more. I'm not joking; it's a thing. Really, it's no, a right. noted physical thing that gingers are able to take more alcohol than a most lot. people. So he's a fucking beast unlike anyone else I know. So he, even he listened to me though. He was like, "I oh, cool, man, I'm taking a quarter. And then I, talk, I said, look, man, just take the fucking quarter, write the night off. That's what it is. See what that does for you. Next night, do half. Then you go up. But don't go straight to a full vial not knowing what it does, and then you might get fucked up, and then you're going to complain about oil, um, edibles being shit. That's what I hate, and that's what 90% of people do. But I think the beautiful thing about uh, marijuana being legalized in Canada, which is that uh, we wouldn't really talk about it here if it wasn't, I guess, but um, they, they have all these options now. You can buy whatever kind of oils you want, whether it's one to one with CBD or like fucking, like, you can get the flowers and the. It, it, there's so many different things. It's. It's glorious, and we're shit compared to say California. And it's—I went to a store for the first time in Colorado in 2018. That shit was wild, man. Like, it was like the airport with the security, and there was like a fucking—you had to wait. You couldn't walk around. They had to have a security guy take you around, and they had all these little mini cheesecakes and different shit that like I'd never even seen before. So as soon as like Canada, Canada needs to step up with the edible game because the edible game is whack, and you have to order it online from BC with these illegal websites. Uh, which is unfortunate. Even though it has been legalized, they're just very slow to get it in. But the point well, is... you have to
2: have prescriptions, I guess, with these no, various providers. No, not with right?
0: SQDC. I'm just talking SQ, like public-facing yeah. equivalent just where you can walk in and buy shit because they've got all the oils. I get all my oil. I don't have a card. I just get it from the legal place. But okay. they don't... Edibles are legal, but they haven't introduced the only edible item aside from oils and sprays. They have is the soda, and they only have one THC soda. The others are all CBD sodas, and they have tea, and the tea is only CBD as well. So the the edibles are are, are, literally there's one option in aside from the oils, which don't really count because they're not like edible. You just take it orally. So like, there's a lot of uh, room for. Growth in Canada for that type of stuff Which is which is important And I, I need to talk about it here Because I feel like as you know, a beer podcast We talk about beer stuff And I find that there's a huge correlation Almost everybody I know who's into beer Tends to be into weed in some shape or form And I feel like they complement each other To a degree mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel But I feel like a lot of I've been like <laughs> We've been on the podcast And I, I don't want to call them out But breweries be like Yo man you want to smoke a dub right now Because before we go on I'm like I'm, I'm good bro Like people They love it they go hard um, um, for
2: me the second that I have THC in my system my palate's completely out of whack interesting do you know yeah I I'd, I'd I'd don't like know what, do, what it is
0: I'd like to hear what because you're like you have the most refined palate of anyone I know personally so I feel like you oh shit I know, I just noticed the camera battery starting to flash, so we should wrap it up in a sec. This is basically, we don't want to do the podcast as long as the camera battery lasts. That's good. It's two hours and 17 minutes, which is yeah, more that's than good. normal. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty long. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I feel like you would still retain it if you did it the way that I did it, because it's not like you fucking take a fucking Maybe. spliff to the face, and all of a sudden, you're fucking off your head. It's very, like, yeah. it's gradual, and it's balanced, and you... You kind of, uh, it, it's not overwhelming. And I think that's where it becomes problematic is when it's overwhelming and then you can't taste anything and everything kind of just tastes amazing.
2: Like when I smoke weed where I'm like actually like smoking out of a pipe or I'm lighting it, palate is gets totally wrecked. Because um, there's like passengers on your tongue. Yeah, but I also noticed that like when I used to puff out of the, um, like the throwaway. vape Vape that also happened and that's not quite that's not an intense like smoke right it's just like a it's almost like a mist but Mm. it's almost as if the high messes with my palate but i I feel like i'm unique for that in the sense that some of the people that uh i respect the most in terms of their taste buds are like Remy and Max, mm-hmm. who used, uh, I'd go to their they fucking house ciggies, and like, they would be rolling just bat after bat and in between that smoking cigarettes yeah, and drinking like How do they have any power a $300 any lambics. Uh, <laughs> in between. They're out of control, those guys. They're so crazy, yeah. um, I, I think. I think I'm just. A, I think I have a sensitive. I think I'm just sensitive. If that makes any sense to that. I don't think you're sensitive. Like it's you're, almost like the yeah. experience of it. Mm-hmm. Like the the minute I get high, my entire um, sensory system changes. Whether that's mm. the conversation, whether it's um, the way my body feels, the way my head feels, the way my palate feels. Like things that are sweeter taste so much better. So, like a beer that's on the sweeter side, I'm going to enjoy more. Mm. A beer that's too bitter, I'm not going to like as much. It like it just completely like reconfigures the way that I process the external world, mm. yeah. whether like what like whether what I see, whether what I ingest or whatever. So I feel like I don't. And I mean, I don't enjoy beer in the same way. Like sometimes I'll just like have like a like a sour or whatever and i'll be like oh this is good but it's so dry like it just doesn't even taste like it's i just want to drink like fruit juice i don't want that beer taste or whatever Yeah. yeah
0: right that makes sense. I'd be curious. It sounds to like you. me more. I don't
1: know. No. I feel like this is my main issue with it, and it's why I don't get high. Is because it just feels like it take, removes you so far away from your like natural self and what you yeah. would feel, think, and enjoy. Like I could be watching a show that I've loved, and if I'm high and I watch the show, it's the shittest, most overacted Yo, that's show a, of a all big interesting. Eh? Like oh, this type of stuff. So was. I stopped. I... I cut weed off because <laughs> I'm like it just fu- it ruins everything for me. Like everything just like I don't oh, know.
2: We, we have to. Th- talk about that more because i have the same thing but the thing is for me it either goes one direction or the opposite so either it's better. what i really enjoy doing is smoking a little bit of weed and watching tv and 50 percent of the time it's the best tv i've ever watched <laughs> and then the other 50 percent of the time i can't i can't get into it it's like these actors they suck like it's yeah. like i you just see through all of yeah. it it's weird I, yeah. I i watched westworld and i'm like Trying to keep up the day, and I'll probably watch a bit after this. I could this. Never
1: watch Westworld. But like, I'll
2: i usually smoke like a tiny bit of weed beforehand, and some days I'm just like enthralled. I'm like, "This the best show ever," and like acting, whatever. And then other weeks, I'm like these fucking fools. Like this is just <laughs> nonsense. Like, who, what are you doing? It sucks. Westworld
0: like,
1: apparently, apparently is an
2: incredible show. Through, you completely see through the acting. Yeah. And yes. Just, and
0: it just looks it, like it, people playing around.
2: And,
1: yeah. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't so want weird. that. It takes your own judgment, like what you know mm. of yourself and your own judgment away. And I don't, like, I watched Planet Earth High, and that was like, oh my gosh, yes. the planet is beautiful. I love that. Like, yeah. that was incredible to me. But, like, watching, like, say, I have shows that I love dearly. I would never want them, weed to ruin them for me, like Billions, <laughs> Succession, House of Cards. And back billions, I watched that high. Uh, and things like and Game of Thrones. If I watched it high and it ruined Game of Thrones for me, I would be the most devastated person (laughs) ever because it would like take this veil away you know i just don't want to take the risk of being compromising the things that i but sometimes
2: they can do the opposite i know and that's the thing and make it like the greatest thing ever i hope it's a dice roll it's 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 this thing
1: it's a dice roll for sure it's all about
2: the kind of process
1: no i can't do it anymore i can't do the weed anymore yeah i yeah i i understand i stopped doing the weed i stopped doing the weed I love my CBD it's great I just chill and that's fine. It makes you chill, right? And like if there's a surprise occasion where people I really love and care about maybe are interested then I maybe I'll up a little bit you know but like otherwise smoke it or do you mean But like, it'd be like smoking would you and that's smoke just it a again? chill. And that's just yeah it's like if I'm you chilling with people I really care about I'm like okay we're all hanging yeah. out and I'm not going to do anything that's going to fuck this up we're all just going to be chilling or something then it's yeah. different but that happens once a year probably at this point.
0: Probably not a huge thing.
1: I don't want my yeah. good shows ruined. I, don't want my, I, don't want I respect my, it. I don't want to overthink things. I don't want to have a wine that I really care about. And then I'm like, this shit is like so fucking, so fruity. It's over much, too big. The berries are too much. Like, I don't want yeah. to have that experience, you know? Like, it's
0: it's. Annoying. No, I get it. I definitely get it. I guess it's that everyone has to know themselves and know what you're into and know what yeah. works and test it out. I feel it. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. I don't want this camera to die. So Noah, this is beautiful, mate. Yeah, this man. is a good time. Uh, where can everyone find you online?
2: You beast, um, you. The, well, the website is beerism.ca.
0: Damn right it is.
2: Instagram, I think, is also beerism.ca. And you know, on Facebook, it's just beerism. That's pretty much it.
0: Beerism won on Twitter because someone stole your shit, clearly.
2: Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't really go on Twitter.
0: Yeah, I know. You need to, need to be more Ontario with that, bro. <laughs> yeah.
2: I need to start That's where all, all the it.
0: angry people are at to yeah. be on there Uh bro this is a pleasure man I appreciate you That's this is a been great fun. we could you. do this all night um, we'll definitely get the whole squad back on in a few weeks you yeah. can actually stay sense. on but Noah because oh, yeah, we're stay going on, to need
1: you to take the photos. yeah together. I'm going to
0: end the podcast part and we're going to keep on the YouTube live because I need to take a screenshot of us because if I stop it all the little um what are they called icons Icons around the screen are there and it's fucking annoying it doesn't look so good yeah so gotta do that so uh, guys thank you so much for listening go follow Noah Go tell him he's pretty and his beard is fire, even though he doesn't really show it anywhere. You better. You yeah. better do it. Uh, I appreciate y'all. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up. Hit subscribe below. Hit the notification bell Ding. so you know when the new new drops. Follow us on social media at BAOS Podcast. Check out the long-form audio so you can hear extraordinarily fucking benevolently attractive <laughs> gentlemen like Noah Archibald Forrester right there. Archibald? That yeah, is I my don't. middle name.
1: Is that your middle name? No, I
0: don't know. It's no. Was like,
1: that is fancy as fuck.
0: Uh, it's a good one we're everywhere Spotify, Apple Podcasts all of that give us a 5 star rating and a review if you can it would mean a lot particularly right now not as many people listening to podcasts so any little boost we can get in the craft beer world with all of this fire we're putting out is appreciated that's it guys thank you so much for watching and listening we'll see you in the next episode get it in ya
3: get it in ya